listen to them. Children of the night. What music they make. goodness we're back just as we promised we would be mm-hmm. we gave you one week without us without three idiots talking into your ear holes as we do and uh now we're back for a couple of weeks until uh, the end of december <clears throat> when we will give you another break from three idiots talking into your ear holes yeah mm-hmm. uh we just feel like you guys probably could use a break in spite of the fact that uh you guys pretend that you love us <laughs> or something. Somebody keeps asking for more. Yeah, I don't know who it is or why, but uh, here we are. Glad to be here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, week after Thanksgiving, we're all still alive. Alex, you managed to not blow yourself up frying a turkey. Two how was turkeys. that experience? Two turkeys. True turkey. She had two opportunities really to burn down the entire neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They and were delicious. <laughs> yeah, it was very anticlimactic. They looked very good. The only thing I didn't really think about was because you have to, you can't just like pop them in the thing and walk away. You have to stand by them. Oh, and, really? Yeah. It says safety. Mm-hmm. But we were down by the river, uh, and it's fucking freezing. Yeah. So by the time it took like an hour for the oil to get hot, mm-hmm. and then like forty-five minutes per turkey. So I was outside for like three hours in the cold. Is that the same idea though? Of like, don't walk away from your car when you're pumping gas. Um, I do that all the time. Is that not something you're supposed to do? Supposedly. Yeah, you're not supposed to. Oh. Um. Oops. Ooh. <laughs> Now that I've done it and I have more, I know the the process, I would feel more comfortable. Like, I went inside to go to the bathroom, you know what I mean? But, like, you couldn't yeah. go outside for, like, 20 minutes. Right. Because you have to keep an eye on the um, on the temperature of the, right. of the oil. That makes sense. But do you know how I know you're still Canadian, mm. like, in heart, is mm. the fact that you didn't blow yourself up. I feel right. like if you were an American, <laughs> you, would have, you would have died in a fiery uh, oil accident. Yeah. I did get hammered, though. <laughs> How'd the rest of your fried items turn out? I didn't make anything else. By the time the turkeys were done, I was cold and I wanted to go inside. Yeah, That makes sense. Yeah. I feel like that's a good concession. Yeah. Did if you have was... anybody else make anything? Or did you guys just feast on fried turkey? No, no. The rest of my family made all the other. And it was nice, too, because there wasn't a turkey in the oven. Mm-hmm. They had all the time to do all like the sides and stuff. Nice. Okay. So okay. I just made the turkey. Well, awesome. That yeah. sounds wonderful. Like I said, the pictures look great. Thank you. How about you, Palmer? How was your Thanksgiving? Pretty good. Uh, we decided that we were going to try to potty train our son uh, on Thanksgiving Day. And he shit in the turkey. <laughs> Nothing quite that bad, but he did He did piss all over the dining room uh, like twice. Uh, Happy there was, Thanksgiving! There was a lot of pants being changed and uh, him running around like a maniac. And and so so my wife's parents come over, right? And that, it was just it was a relatively <laughs> small Thanksgiving because our big our big one was on Saturday, mm. not actually on Thursday. So it was just kind of like us and, and my wife's parents and her, her per, poor parents, they brought over like a cheese plate, which we couldn't touch because Atticus was super excited about dinner. And then literally as soon as we sat down for dinner, he wanted nothing to do with it. Oh, no. 
And so we we didn't eat anything that her parents brought over, and they opened up a bottle of really expensive wine, and they were all like, you know, we'll, we'll enjoy some wine. I, I think they just came over expecting a nice, relaxing time. And it was and not. It was not at all that. Like, even you mean remotely? the Thunderdome just wasn't, like, the neon sign screaming Thunderdome wasn't, like, a good enough warning? Well, the telltale sign was that normally when her parents come over, they hang out for a little bit. Okay. No, they got Literally, the fuck we, out finished, of here, huh? we finished up with dinner, and they like booked and it. They booked <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if your gra- if the grandparents yeah, are leaving, the that's a good sign that there is chaos ensuing. Yeah, it was a it was a bit of a of a stressful night, but it's okay. It's okay. It's uh, fine. I at least got to spend time with my son this Thanksgiving instead of being quarantined in our room all alone. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I forgot about uh, that. Because I had COVID, yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, in that in that regard, it was much better absolutely than, than last year's. How about you, Sam? It was good. How uh, was your pie? It was very good. Or it was a it was a uh, uh, Viennese uh, apple strudel. Okay, that's um, right. And you guys did something here for once, right? Oh, we did it. We we've done it here the last couple of years. Ever since everything with my mom. Oh, okay, um, okay, okay. But yeah, it was good. It was it was low key. Uh, we we learned very quickly though that uh, giving my father the single mm. the single responsibility of, of baby here's baby, be grandpa, keep an eye on her, uh-huh. keep her occupied and you know happy and out of trouble because she's starting to move. Um, he is not the person to give those directions to. Yeah. So she lasted like twenty minutes with him before we just kind of like moved all of her shit into like eyesight of the kitchen. Right. And then when that started to fail, we uh, just strapped her in a chair. Yeah. Uh, and just kept like tossing her scraps of food to play with. Perfect. So was she was she just not like enjoying your dad, or was he just not being attentive, or what was the more was... the latter than the former? Okay. All um, right. Probably not sure what to do. A little bit of that. Uh, it also it's a lot to ask my dad to be like. There's a little baby on the floor playing around. Uh, maybe like hang out close to the baby, not necessarily sit on the floor, but you know, right? Be in the presence of said and, baby and be prepared to like maybe pick her up if you need to redirect her. Um, yeah, that didn't go too well. Okay, well now you know. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> neither of us were surprised. No, I, I remember when you mentioned him that, that mentioned that to him when we were at trivia. <laughs> I was like, I was curious as to how that was going to go. It went about exactly as you'd expect. Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. <laughs> so was this another horror movie trivia or was this a... No. no. So that was just for Halloween. Okay. Uh, this was their normal trivia night, which they also sprinkled in some Thanksgiving, uh, some Thanksgiving stuff. stuff. There was lots about uh, highways. Lots about highways, presidents, uh, Queen. Queen. Um, so... The band? Yeah. Yes. Specifically okay. Freddie Mercury. And um, the Midwest? Yeah, in the Midwest, like, well, the that, that was the, the Thanksgiving mid- stuff was like all okay. topics. I'm what, very knowledgeable. Like, <laughs> like what state uh, grows the most turkeys oh, yeah. or grows the most cranberries and stuff like that? Is it Kentucky? No, it was Missouri. Uh, one was Missouri. Missouri. One Missouri. was Wisconsin. Yeah. And I don't remember what the there was like was. a corn one. I don't remember. We didn't yeah. win. I uh, we I did really like... well in one of the rounds. We did. Well, we were top five. Y- your family cheats. Uh oh. Y'all are cheaters. Uh-oh. I specifically looked up one to prove my dad was wrong and made sure that that answer. Yes, but your sister is a cheater. Yes. Oh, was she looking stuff up as the yes. questions are getting answered? Yeah. Chuck was cheating. Okay. <laughs> and instead of typing it into his phone, he talks into he his phone. Talking into his phone, asking what the answer to the question was for trivia. So this people is, mean mugging him the entire time? I, I don't. So it was loud. Is, so I don't think people. This is noticed. the same person though that takes all of his calls on speakerphone. <laughs> 
I no, feel like it's just regardless of wherever he is, yeah. I'm just like everything about the way that you use your phone infuriates me. But if you're gonna cheat, like at least be discreet. Be discreet. Yeah. Yeah. Brenda was not discreet. No. Well, you drink as much as she does and try to be discreet. <laughs> I do drink as much as she does. <laughs> That's true. She just holds it better. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like collectively we had a, a good Thanksgiving week. People, write in. Let us know. Let us know your uh, how your Thanksgivings were, whether or not anything eventful happened, whether or not anything uh, horror-related took place over Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Someone who listened did send me a um, a DM on Instagram. They deep fried their turkey also. Hopefully, uh, hopefully like, it either depending on which end of the spectrum you're on. Hopefully it turned out well for you, or you burned your neighbor's house down. <laughs> it, mm. No, theirs also turned out very well. Okay. So oh, okay. we were just talking about how awesome our turkeys look. Awesome. Well, that's good. We uh, did not do turkey. We did chicken. That's just a tiny turkey. That is just tiny turkey and a ham. Because apparently my ham. dad really wanted to do a ham. I, I and he's mean, like, I got a small st- one. <laughs> I got a small ham. It was like it was bigger than my fucking head. So and, next year I'm gonna deep fry the ham. Ooh, yeah, that sounds dope. Yep. So then, isn't it just like bacon at that point? <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. A whole thing. See, I think bacon. next year. Yeah. I think next year. Yeah, I'm gonna should, glaze uh, it and then I'm gonna that deep fry good. it. <laughs> next year we might want to start Friendsgiving back up. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm down. I think, I think, I think that's the perfect time to Once like, the get kids are vaccinated, I feel like it'd be a lot better yeah, if yeah. we could start doing some more group things. Fingers, fing, our, our doctor keeps saying it's supposed January. to happen in the spring. Yeah. Okay. So, fingers crossed that that's actually the case. That's that's definitely enough time for me to deep fry a ham. Yep. yep. And it won't take nearly as long because it's already cooked. Right. Um, oh, that's going to be so good. Speaking of... Ham. S- Skinning thing. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I don't know how That's else I was. Segue. I was trying to think of a good segue <laughs> into deep this. Some humans. How about flesh? Frying. Speaking yes. of flesh, consuming animal products. And PETA's doing something again. Um, it's been all too quiet from them for far too long. It has holidays been are upon us. Yep. Uh, time for PETA to remind everybody that they still sadly exist. Uh, but like, who even wears fur anymore? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, I, I, I genuinely thought, like, fur was kind of, like, looked down on. Even, like, mm-hmm. amongst the elite, like, that wasn't, like, a it's, thing anymore. Yeah, it's too, like... Um, this isn't the 1920s. Like, yeah. nobody wears a fucking mink coat. No, because it's mean. So, like, we have, at my, at my dad's house, we have two, like, legit fur coats mm-hmm. from my mom's mom. Okay. So, like, we kept all of her, like, super nice clothing. Um... Because we didn't know what to do with it. And two of the things included, like, really nice fur coats. We're just like, I, they've just been sitting in a fucking closet collecting dust and, you know, whatever for... Fur mites. For a decade, 15 years, maybe. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, we're just like, what the hell do we do with fur coats? Like, mm-hmm. I don't even know if we could sell them at this point, because who the fuck's going to buy yeah, them? Uh, yeah, you definitely, you definitely can. I just don't. I don't think that it's nearly in as demand anymore no. as it used to be. Like I feel like, like so. I feel like it's it's okay if you can say, "Hey, I found this fur coat at like a thrift store, right?" Mm-hmm. Like you didn't like purchase it yourself. Like the whole like meme of like, "I wear your granddad's clothes. Yeah. I look incredible." Like, <laughs> you know, that whole video is strolling around in a fur coat. Yeah. Like, it's a joke because he found it at a thrift shop. Like, I feel like you could probably do that kind of thing with a fur coat these days. But like, I don't, I just don't know anybody who's in the market for purchasing one. That being said, literally during one of the football games I was watching today. Alan Furs is getting ready to have a massive sale, so there is obviously <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I mean, yeah, is it, there's still that fur store, like right down the street from us? 
In that shopping center? Oh, the one at, like, where the Quiznos is? Yeah. Yeah, it's Alan Furs, isn't it? Is it? Yeah. Okay. Oh. I didn't even gonna, know there was. I'm a... going to try there. I'm going to see if they'll buy stuff. <laughs> Maybe. They might. I mean, generally, if, you it, could if it's probably, nice enough. No, you probably want to consign that. Okay. Go to, like, one of the consignment stores. For some stores. other, like, 4 foot, 11, 90 pound woman to buy. Exactly. But the, the, so I feel like you're you're marketing to a very small percentage of people that are still buying furs. Yeah, right? right. Folks that are still alive from the Great Depression. But the other thing that kind of baffles me about what Pete is doing with this, and we were talking about this a little bit before the podcast started, they're targeting specifically urban outfitters with this this right, ad so campaign. What, yeah, so what this ad campaign basically is is skin clothes. Yeah. Human so, skin clothes. And so it's called it looks, Urban Outraged. Yeah, so it looks like a bunch of clothes that you would see in, and bloody disgusting is what kind of brought this up, but it's true. Like it does, it looks like something you would see out of a, a Leatherface movie or like something that Ed Gein would have done. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a lot of Ed Gein mentions in the comments. It, yeah. There is. And it's just one of those like, like, like once, a, once again, while I understand what PETA is trying to set out and do, they do it in the most heavy-handed and idiotic way possible. But this is—that's me as like a as like a person looking at it. But as a web designer, it's very well done. <laughs> yeah, the website the website's great. The copywriting hilarious. The yeah. copywriting is I, so funny. I, I aspire to write stuff as funny as some of this. Yeah. Um, but it is hilarious. All of that aside. PETA still has missed the mark and has decided that for the last couple of years, because this has been going on for a few years now, the hill that they are going to die on now, covered in animal carcasses, is that shearing the wool from sheeps hurts the sheep. Mm. Uh, I feel like any sheep farmer could tell you the... Hundreds. It's not true. Hundreds and maybe even thousands have told PETA that, like, we don't hurt our sheep. Because if we hurt our sheep, or God forbid, kill our sheep... We no longer have sheep to shear. Yeah. Um, same thing goes for like alpacas and for cashmere goats and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, because much like the hair on most people's heads, not mine necessarily, um, hair and fur grows back. It does. Um, and with sheep specifically, because I've seen the videos of like, if you don't shear a sheep, they go wool blind where it like covers their face. They can't see anything. They can't eat. Mm-hmm. Um, it gets all matted and gross and it's yeah, terrible. really sick. Um Mm-hmm. So it's actually good to do this. And PETA, for whatever reason, has just completely disregarded that fact, mm. despite tons of people saying to the contrary. Right. Um, and it's, it's literally the very first question they ask on the site. Why is it okay to raise sheep just to shear off their wool? The answer is because you fucking have to. Mm-hmm. You ever see those like ro- like those videos of those sheep that get lost from their yeah. I don't know, pack or whatever the group of sheep is called and they like get lost up in the mountain or whatever and then someone finds them like two years yeah, later they look like a matted and they're and, like in so much pain yeah. like when they finally do shear them like their whole skin is like yeah it causes like skin infections mm-hmm. and like and they look so sad yeah <laughs> and then like a week later they're all happy they're dancing around and they're yeah. playing like little sheep yeah. exactly and so like the, and well, then we eat them yeah. while that's not the only thing that they're like attacking right they go on to say stuff about like why do we wear or why do we think it's okay to skin cows for their because mm-hmm. we're eating also. them anyways. Yeah, we're eating them anyways. Of me, I'm Waste of the mentality. Not, yeah, exactly. Like I'm of like that whole like Native American mentality yeah. where if you kill something, you have to use as much of the animal as possible, yeah. right? Like if we're going to be slaughtering these cows for meat, mm-hmm. why wouldn't you use their skin for leather? Yeah. <laughs> and also that said, outside of belts, which are less common these days, much like fur coats. Yeah. Like um, a leather belt. Yeah. Um, beyond that, really the only time I ever see leather is mostly primarily shoes. 
I don't even see that many leather jackets these days because most of the time leather jackets are so prohibitively expensive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People just get the fake leather The fake ones, ones yeah. I that just fake look one. just the same mm-hmm. and are, what, like 20% the cost. Mm-hmm. But there's there's a reason that we still use leather as belts and shoes because the material is pliable and durable. And, and durable. Yes, yeah, it lasts forever. I have, I have leather belts that I've purchased before I graduated high school yeah. that I still have that I still use on a regular basis. I mean, you can't find... Something better than that. anything that's been like a faux leather in terms of belt. It falls apart. Yeah, it breaks. It in like peels. It three falls years. apart. Yeah, it's garbage. So, while well, once again, I get where you're, what you're going for here, Pete. I, I think you're missing the mark. This seems kind of silly, aside from like looking at it as a horror fan and getting a kick out of it. And also find someone who's as good at Photoshop as whoever you had writing for you. Yeah. yeah. Um, Alex has offered up her services. Yeah, the belt is not like good. No. And the bag is not good either. No. And the teeth on the boots. They missed a really good opportunity to put nipples on that dress. There's though. not enough nipples. No nipples. Kind nope. of just nipples. Nipples. noses. No nipples. Noses, mouths, and ears. Yeah. No nipples. Yeah. No, no nipples. nips. No nip change purses. Yeah. Free the nipple, Peter. Free the nipple. Titty, titty <laughs> change <laughs> purse. Titty wallet. No, it's a change purse. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Titty change purse. You yeah. can't make it a wallet. Yeah. You can't make it a wallet. But they do have this. Depends on the titty. No, because then it's just more like it's just a purse. Because a wallet has like compartments and... And like card holders and yeah. stuff. A titty is just like a big bag. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> big bag of sand. Haven't you ever, <laughs> you ever a touched a titty before? <laughs> like a giant bag of sand. That's um, a change purse. But if you want to get a kick out of this with your in-laws, they have a very convincing segment of the website where you can click to 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 do like. It's called the Afterlife Collection. Yeah, the after- <laughs> so it's like it's like an older person in your family. You can send them a link to this and say, "Hey, I want to get like a, a purse made out of your stomach." Is that okay? <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if this was a thing later in life, though. They also uh-huh. the one thing I will say, as great as their website is, and as great as the the writing is, and everything that they put together, they really they really miss the mark with the vintage collection. So the vintage collection um, is specifically just like older clothes. Mm-hmm. So supposedly mm-hmm. like a, the jacket that was made in the nineties or. Uh, What's a, a, a like suitcase that was from the '60s? Um, what Alex and I figured out though was that uh, the 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 supposed bodies that the skin came from were people in their 20s. Mm-hmm. It should have been old people. Yeah, yeah, we that would be vintage. Like wrinkly fucking leather yep. from just some like 90 year old person. Yep. Um, and honestly, you know what? Hmm. If I'm 95 years old, if I make it that long and I die, take my skin. Do what yeah. you will. I'd be okay with it. If one of my relatives actually came up to me and was like, hey, when you die, I'd really like to use a piece of your thigh to make up a, a wallet. First, I would look at them funny, but then I'd be like, you know what? Yeah, I'm dead. What do I need my skin for? So, <laughs> Take me with you. I'm part of this uh, taxidermy group on Facebook, and one of the guys on there um, was getting his leg amputated. Uh-huh. Uh, his whole leg for I don't I don't remember what medical condition he had but anyways it was being amputated I remember you telling and us about so this. Yeah, he yeah, yeah. had found out a way that he was going to be able to receive said leg back did give he it turn to, it into the lamp get it turned into a lamp and oh. he did but did Different. he do the did he do the Christmas story lamp no it oh, was, sure. that's a missed opportunity that, what, because that would have been hilarious to see a dude like in fishnets <laughs> it was just his like um from, like Frankenfurter <laughs> from the yeah, knee right. from the knee down okay. So it was a, it was a shorter lamp, mm. like foot. So it's like a bedside lamp. Yeah, like a but it had a black shade on. It looked really cool. That does, <laughs> awesome. It does sound pretty awesome. Yeah. Um. So we'll we'll actually I'll put a link to this mm. in in uh, the podcast description so you guys can check it out for yourselves. On that note, are you guys ready to talk about uh, news that actually matters? Yeah, boy. Mm, let's do it. 
Uh, kicking off the horror headlines this week. Speaking, of, well, this is actually this is this is a better segue than what I had no. leading into the PETA thing. Uh, <laughs> speaking of of people getting skinned, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is apparently getting another film. This one's being produced by uh, Fede Alvarez. Um, mm. The new film will hit. Netflix on February 18th, 2022. It's being directed by David Blue Garcia and written by Chris Thomas Devlin. When asked about the project uh, by Entertainment Weekly, Fede had this to share. It felt familiar somehow uh, because it took us back to when I did Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. Me and Roto really wanted to do something that disappointed or didn't disappoint the fans <laughs> and were among them, so it's pretty hardcore. But at the time, uh, it has the sim- but at the same time, it has the simplicity of the first film. We wanted to uh, come up with a very simple premise with a powerful domino effect. Everything that's set up in the right place, all you have to do is push the first domino and everything will happen effortlessly. Um, the cast for the new film stars Hollywood newcomers, including Sarah Yarkin, Elsie uh, Fisher, Neil Hudson, or is it yeah, Nell Hudson, actually, N-E-L-L. Interesting, that's an interesting name. Uh, Jacob Lattimore. Uh, the, they play a group of young people who accidentally find themselves on the off the main road while uh, mm-hmm. traveling away from the big city. So the typical yep, yep. Leatherface setup. Standard. Uh, Fisher had this to share about the upcoming horror film. The film takes place long a long time after the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, it's about a group of people who come to this town and things don't quite go as planned. Mixes a lot of important real life issues with horror themes, which is always something that I love. We'll see what happens. This is going to be better or worse than Halloween. Oh. Kind of follow the same idea. Like gut, re- gut reactions right now. What you yeah, what, yeah. what we think? Just because like kind of the same idea picks up uh, following only the events of the first one. Picks up decades later. Uh, Do you think that this is going to be the setup for like a new series of chainsaw films? Though, because uh, this is a franchise that has been. It could be, but given Fetty's. Uh, general history and track record of oh, yeah. making, <laughs> making one movie and then not following it up despite everybody saying please god please give me one and he says maybe if Uruguay wins a fucking world cup yeah uh, this um, is what we're getting for <laughs> <laughs> this is what we're getting instead of evil dead 2 yeah, okay. uh, um, yeah I don't know I mean worse it's gonna be worse you think it's gonna be worse yeah, yeah. Okay. than Halloween yeah I don't mm-hmm. know I I I want to believe in Fede, but he's only the producer on this. Yeah, he's not um, the director. It's a cast of newcomers. There's nobody familiar. Where at least Halloween at least had some some familiar people in there. Right? Right. Like aside from Jamie Lee Curtis, but I do feel like some really good horror movies are good because the cast is not well known. Yeah, it's easier to like immerse yourself in the situation if it's not like a super famous person. You're yeah. like, oh, I know them from. Cats. Right. I don't know why Cats is the first movie that came to my mind. What I want to know is who's playing Leatherface in this. Mm-hmm. That's 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 yeah. where I I would I would kind of plant my flag. Depending on who who's doing Leatherface, whether or not I've seen them do anything else, and whether or not they've got the stature and like composition that I expect from Leatherface, right? Right. So I recently, just coincidentally, watched the I can't remember the name of it. It's the the, the prequel to the Texas Chainsaw. I think it's just called Beginning or something like that. Uh, it was up on Shutter, and I hadn't seen it before, but I heard it was pretty hardcore, like like super violent. So I was like, all right, I'll check this out. Like I'm I'm playing WoW. Why not? Like just mm-hmm. just, just boot up a movie and and I'll roll with it. Yeah. One of the worst pieces of shit I've ever seen in my fucking life. Oh really? Yeah. It, like honestly, it was like it was. It, it, like the, the 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 direction of it was was fine. Honestly, mm-hmm. the direction of it was probably the best part of the film. Whoever directed it actually had something to try to like communicate. It was mm-hmm. also I think it was like uh, Eastern Europe. Jordana Brewster is that the one you're talking about? I think yeah. Uh, directed by Jonathan Liebsman. Um, yeah. Well, ah, it, yes, Jonathan Liebsman. It was a whole bunch of uh, Eastern European guys on the credits also. So I think it was like shot in in mm. somewhere in Eastern Europe. Serbia. 
Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe. <laughs> yeah, probably. Maybe where um, all the funny movies are. Um, oh but it was like it just like it was it was depressing and extremely violent for violence' sake. Like there really wasn't anything that like kind of pushed the story forward aside mm-hmm. from just like watching terrible things happen to people on screen, right? Okay. And the, it did throw like a weird curveball in it. The kid that you think was supposed to be Leatherface the entire time wasn't. It turned out to be somebody else. Okay. Anyways, I I think they if they if they nail the the vibes, and I think what Texas Chainsaw Massacre did best, especially with the original one, and then the remake that was done by Platinum Dunes, is it really nailed that like sense of of um it, it hits you with a really hopeless premise, and then turns around and gives you a hero, right? Mm-hmm. In well, both so of those one, movies, this one was done by Platinum Dunes too. Is the one that was Platinum Dunes the one that came with Jessica Bale in yeah. it? I love that one. Yeah, it was really well done. Like I know it gets a lot of hate, but yeah, like, I, really, I, it was I really good. Well, I really liked it. I thought, and it yeah, was so. This one, the 2006 one, was the prequel to the 2003 one. Okay, um, oh. and it's called The Beginning. Yeah, um, maybe it wasn't beginning. It came out later than 2006. I know that much. Because um, 2003 was New Line, uh, the 2006 one was Platinum Dunes, and then I think there was another one after this. I feel yeah, I feel like it was like 2018. Or You're talking something. about Leatherface? Maybe mm. that was 2017. That yeah, I think I feel like that must have been it. Okay. Um, it was it was very disappointing. So I feel like I feel like this is one of those series. Yes, Leatherface. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah that was sucked. With Stephen Dorff, <laughs> yeah, with Stephen Dorff as as the as the sheriff, um, yeah, the movie was not good, and so like I feel like the the bar for what is going on with Texas Chainsaw is so low because it's been a franchise that's been tried to be like adapted and really wasn't mm-hmm. really that successful aside from the two thousand three reboot with with um, who did that Michael Bay was that Michael yeah. Bay yeah um, like who aside did, from that like that is really weird to say that like Michael, Michael Bay, Bay did what the two thousand he did one. the two thousand he produced one. it well he produced it no he shit it. yeah Platinum <laughs> Dunes is his company oh I had no idea yeah he he was the he did like all those movie uh, yeah. those franchise reboots that happened in the yeah, early two thousand him and Toby Hooper yeah. Michael Bay huh um so it was one of those like I feel like the bar is low <laughs> I feel like Fede Alvarez <laughs> obviously has the chops to do something but the For fact sure. that he isn't behind the camera concerns me so. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm with you, Alex. I think this is going to be worse. I think it's going to be worse. I, I will watch it, especially because yeah. it's on Netflix. Yeah. Well, so one of, the right good, one of the good things, uh, at least uh, tied into uh, the production group, uh, who was not involved in Texas Chainsaw 3D or in Leatherface, is uh, Kim and Ian Henkel. Um, <laughs> Sorry. They were both a part of the ones done by Michael Bay mm-hmm. and Toby Hooper. Um, so potentially... They're back on board trying to say we need to salvage this. We need to do better. Yeah, yeah and I think I think that's the th- Leatherface as a concept is such an interesting <laughs> character, mm-hmm. and I feel like like you can do more than just like he's like right. You wouldn't have that whole like cannibal redneck family right without the fact that Leatherface existed, <laughs> right? Uh, or or at least you know Ed Gein who's who's loosely mm-hmm. based off of. But mm-hmm. I think in that presence, he's in the back of everybody's minds if you're a horror fan. But I would like to see some justice done, so I'm going to keep my fingers crossed. But I'm with you, Alex. I think I think it'll probably be bad. Right. Uh, next up, when evil lurks, uh, director of 2017's Terrified, uh, Demian Rugna, he set up his next horror film, When Evil Lurks, which is re- apparently revolving on timeless horror concepts and adding contemporary twists. Writes Variety. Uh, it further adds that Shutter has taken it uh, its international rights, so Shutter's purchased this one. Terrified was really good. It yeah, was. It was. Um, it was dumb, dumb title. <laughs> this, this one or terrified? Terrified. Yes. As I, I, 
Um, when Evil Works, I don't think it's a whole lot better. But, it's not, but. <laughs> but Terrified was a fantastic film. If you have not seen it, I strongly recommend checking it out. If you own Shutter, it's it's. I think it's still on Shutter. It is. It is. Just um, uh, be okay with subtitles, guys. Yeah. yeah get don't over be, it. Don't be afraid of subtitles. Learn to read. There was it's a okay. while though where I I was really struggling to watch. Um, Movies with subtitles because Silas was younger. Because uh, yeah. you have to really focus. Yeah, you, yeah. Have, to pay you have to pay attention. So I've been watching uh, now I can. Hellbound for like the last week because mm-hmm. yeah. I just can't focus on it. But now that he's older, I can. I'm back to subtitles. Um, the film unspools in a remote. <laughs> the film unspools. Okay, that's interesting. In a remote village where two brothers find a demon-infected man that's uh, just about to give birth to evil itself. Out of his dick. Out of his dick. I was just about to say it. At a time when when exorcism looks to be uh, of little use to ward off evil, after warning the neighbors of the town, they decide to get rid of the man, but uh, merely succeed in helping him deliver the inferno. Shooting is apparently scheduled to begin sometime, uh, well, I guess in March of next year. Yeah. Sometime in March of next year. So yeah, it's it's still really early on. Uh, I think the casting is done. I think the pre-production uh, and location scouting is all done. I think they're just getting all their ducks in a row to go shoot. So we'll talk about this one some more uh, as we get further along to it. Yep. I mean, all you have to do is is mention Ragnar is attached and and shut up and take my money. I'm ready to watch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially since it's going to be on Shutter. Ooh, baby. Ooh, baby. Uh, Ooh, next up, baby. Studio 666, uh, because Tenacious F was too dumb. <laughs> what? <laughs> When you read the, ver- the first three words of the next <laughs> sentence, you'll understand why I said Tenacious F. Okay. The Foo Fighters. There you go. <laughs> are starring in a brand new horror comedy titled Studio 666, which is being directed by Hatchet 3 filmmaker BJ McDonald and filmed in secret during the pandemic. Open Road Films has apparently acquired the film and they'll uh, be releasing the mayhem into theaters. Oh, this is getting a theatrical release. <laughs> Dave Grohl doesn't do anything small. Yeah, oh I guess God. that's true. This is going to lose money. Mm, yeah, probably. <laughs> but it's coming out February no. 25th, the, the second you tell Foo Fighters fans that they made a movie, that's true. I was Foo gonna Fighters, say like, they they love yeah, it. Yeah, they do because yeah. the, the trailer does not look that good. No, but and I also feel like I would get so much hate for saying, but I don't really give a fucking shit about I've, the Foo Fighters. I've, he's, Dave Grohl's a good guy, is he though? He is. Yeah, yeah. He's, so? he seems he seems to be a genuinely good dude. But like other than that, I'm kind of with you. Like the Foo Fighters. They're, they were born out of Kurt Cobain's death, and yeah. that's really about. They've got some good. They got some yeah. good tunes. Um, do they even make new music? They do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They just released an album like two mm. years ago, I think. Okay. But does um, Dave Grohl not out, believe in AIDS? I, but they, I know they sell out their tours like instantly. Yeah, um, yeah. People are like obsessed with Foo Fighters. Um, the film was written by Jeff Bueller. Bueller. Beulah and Rebecca Hughes. Uh, it's based on a story by Grohl, and uh, the full cast includes Dave Grohl, Taylor Hawkins, Pat Smear, Chris Shiflet, Rami Jeffy, Jaffe, Whitney yeah. Cummings, Will Forte, Jenna Ortega, Leslie Grossman, and Jeff Garland. Jenna Ortega and Will Forte. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Studio 666, the legendary rock band Foo Fighters move in. So Foo Fighters are actually themselves. in the movie. They're okay. playing themselves. That Well, it's it's literally the pick of destiny. Would you ask mm-hmm. actors to act as themselves? That's probably the best casting that you can do. That's true. Um, they move into an Encino mansion uh, steeped in grisly rock and roll history to record their much-anticipated 10th album. Once in the house, Dave Grohl finds himself grappling with the supernatural forces that threaten both the completion of the album and the lives of the band. You know? <sighs> it's just the pick of destiny for Foo Fighters. Yeah, but I'm here for it. Honestly, I'll, I'll watch this. This sounds just dumb enough to be something that could be fun. <laughs> 
I'm not really a huge Foo Fighters fan, but I'm I'm interested enough to see where this goes. Mm. We'll see. We'll see. Alex happens. does not seem to agree. Yeah, you don't seem mm. to agree at all. No, I don't like. I don't like them. <laughs> you don't like Foo Fighters. No. <laughs> I'll say it. That's fine. That's fine. I'll uh, fucking say it. Um, I don't like them. Next up, uh, Renfield. <laughs> Controversial take of the day. No, not even. I really don't care that much. Um, Hot take. <laughs> Ren- Renfield's boss uh, can only be one person. Apparently, Universal Picture- Pictures has uh, been developing a solo movie for Dracula's henchman, Renfield. Um <laughs> Based on an original pitch from The Walking Dead creator Robert Kurtzman. Ten more years. Ten more years. <laughs> He's going to figure out a way to put Coral in it. Um, <laughs> amazing. Chris McKay from The Tomorrow War is also uh, set to direct the movie with Nicholas Holt from Ward Bodies and Mad Max and Fury Road on board to star as Renfield himself. Uh, the Hollywood Reporter brings us exciting news today that Nicholas Cage is also now on board the project as Count Dracula in the movie. <laughs> Renfield's <laughs> boss can only be one person. I am so excited. Holy shit. Uh, the Hollywood Reporter also notes that plot details are being kept in the coffin, but the project is described as a modern day adventure story that is comedic in tone. What do you guys think about that? What, it being comedic? Comedic? I... I don't know, man. Like, I really just want to see some horror movies with bite these days. Like, mm-hmm. I, I feel like, so one that I saw actually that actually that had a lot of bite to it, Saint Maud. I finally got so watching that. Holy shit! Yeah. What a film. That was amazing. What a fucking movie. Anyways, I want to see something with like substance to it these days. And I feel mm-hmm. like when you when you go into horror comedy, it's very hard to get substance. Like you can do something good, right? Like I'm Absolutely. not I'm not poo pooing horror comedy as a genre, but I would like to see. I feel like there's an oversaturation of it these days, whereas yeah. it used to be like the the exception the to the rule. Out, yeah. yeah. So we'll see. I don't know. Maybe 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 it'll still end up good. But Isn't Aquafina Cage funny though. He can be. It's fucking can hilarious. I mean, does he mean to be though? You see, yeah. vamp- oh, what was a Vampire in Brooklyn? Was that the movie that he did? Was Wait. that no? That was Eddie Murphy. Or, vampire Tales. One. Vampire. Uh, fuck. I know what you're talking about. But like, I feel like he's not really that funny. Not Vampire's Kiss. That's what I'm thinking. Okay, he like, is no. hilarious in that movie. But intentionally or but, unintentionally? Yeah, uh, it depends on who you ask. If you ask the writer, I'm unintentionally. Asking, okay. <laughs> if you ask Nicolas Cage, absolutely intentionally. <laughs> okay. I'm a vampire. I'm a vampire. <laughs> that's the thing. Like, I, <laughs> yeah, I don't think of him as a funny person. Like, I thought that he was hilarious in like parts of Mandy, but yeah. like, it wasn't supposed to be hilarious. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Maybe it was. I don't know. Uh, it, I mean, again, this this, this movie is not about Dracula; it's about Renfield. So right. I I can't imagine, even though it's Nicholas Cage, I can imagine he's going to have a major role in this necessarily. Uh, but who it, knows? Make it maybe big. May, yeah, maybe he'll just stroll around in his underwear, drinking vodka out of a bottle. I mean, my soul sister. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Aquafina is also starring in the film. Deadline notes that there's no word yet on what Aquafina's role is going to be. I'm so happy to see that Aquafina made like a really. She had like Pretty a TV show for a while, transition right? yeah, into did. acting because, like, I was real big into her music back when she was like still pretty underground. Okay, I missed her before she was. Cool. Well, no, because at least the people that I knew had no idea who she was. Mm. <laughs> um, I was the only one who knew who they were. Well, I liked her I mean, back when she was Fina Aqua. I'm sure in Brooklyn, everybody knew who she was. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, well, but her shit was like her music was fucking. Hilarious. There's a reason the website Brooklyn Vegan exists. I'll just put it that way. Um, <laughs> Brooklyn Vegans. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys see that video of that someone who like stole a bus and just driving it down a street in Brooklyn and like hit like forty the cars? Bus, right? the school bus. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. 
Fucking Reddit, man. Oh, the Reddit. It was oh so good. The, the cops were just swarming. Like, they had no idea what to do. It was like watching, uh, <laughs> what was the name of the, the, the dude who drove the tank? On 64. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. It was like that, but with a school bus. Yeah. The cops just had no idea what to do. Did he just, just get out of jail on yes, yeah. yeah, he did. Yeah, they were running around like chickens with their heads cut off. It was hilarious. I fucking, I remember reading something about him when he got released out of prison because there, there was that like, I'll fucking do it again meme going going Because he was asking, he was asked whether or not he was remorseful. I think he said no. no I think, yeah, he was yeah. like, I had a fucking great time. <laughs> everybody else had a problem. Yeah. I mean, he just stole a military tank. Yeah, dude, no what the big fucking deal is. And not when this guy, or I don't even know if it was a man or a woman who stole the school bus, there were not children on it to yeah, specify. That, that's the important part. It was empty. Because that was my first speed, that, was, that was my first question when I saw the video. I was like, "Oh shit, is that just a bar full of kids?" kids? Yeah, yeah, that would that would be a little bit of a disaster. No, 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 just some dude joyriding a fucking school bus. Love it. Uh, next up, we got some Brooklyn. video game, some video game news. Bing bong, bing bong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not from New York. I don't even know what bing bong means. Uh, we got some 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 dying light too, as Sam put it, golden gameplay here. Uh, <laughs> Techland has unveiled 15 minutes of brand new gameplay footage from the latest dying two. No- in the latest Dying to Know. Oh, is that like a series they're doing on yeah, this? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, in addition, the, the episode also focuses on uh, Techland's 30th anniversary. Jesus Christ, really? Really? Which, which not only involves in-game rewards for Dying Light and Dying Light 2, but also free access to some of their previous games on Steam and GOG. For those interested in the gameplay, the footage actually takes place partway through the game's narrative arc, uh, which follows Aiden? In his quest, is that the name main character's name? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, in his quest to discover more about the missing sister, or his missing sister specifically, the footage covers the complete walkthrough of the quest, a place to call home. Uh, that's interesting. That there's, here's a walkthrough video. It's gameplay footage. Enjoy your life. <laughs> See you later, See you gamers. Later. See you in a couple months, guys. Uh, the company has also announced that the game has gone gold for its February 4th, 2022 release. Okay, so everything from here on out will be a giant 50 gig patch that you're going to download as soon as you get the game. Yep. Techland will now focus on the next two months of optimizing, polishing, and implementing feedback from their hands-on previews for the game's launch. Uh, I from, appreciate the living fuck out of that. Well, from my perspective, they've got a lot of polishing to do. Oh, yeah? It didn't look good? Graphically, it does not look great. No. Compare, what's compare. What's the closest thing you can think of graphically to compare? Yeah, to? what's wrong with it? It just looks dated. Oh, okay. like the the settings look great. The settings, the, it's the character models. The character models don't look good. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, the settings look great. Uh, the like mobility and uh, the actions that they're doing look mm-hmm. really good, uh, but the, the the characters don't look good at all. Uh, okay. the, the 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 scenes where they're talking to each other, like it looks like a ten year old game. Okay. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's been in development for about that long. <laughs> yeah. So that's where they should. That's where they should Dang. focus on their publishing. But other, like, I'm excited. It's really colorful. It looks. It looks like a lot of fun. Okay. I mean, this is this is going to be one of those ones that I'll be. I will be very tempted to pre-order, but probably won't. Um, moving on. World of Horror gets updated. Fans of uh, Panstaz and publisher Yizbird Games, uh, they throw back an RPG text adventure game called World of Horror, which you played for a little yeah, bit, right? We reviewed this one. I don't remember if it was last kind year or the year before. Ago. Yeah, last uh, year, we, got a, we got a free key for it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I have not touched it in a long time, but I did see that it just recently updated. So I will probably spin that up once I'm done playing through some of the Black Friday stuff I picked up. Okay. What did you pick up on Black Friday? Uh, Deathloop, which is... Oh, been, so did which, I do. Let's go up. That has been great. Yeah. Okay. Um, Deathloop, um, I finally kicked in on uh, Game Pass. So I've been playing through a lot of stuff on that. Uh, okay. Okay. Um 
Well, apparently World of Horror received an Oh, and Red Dead, finally. Oh, you picked just, it up? Just to make you proud. Greatest game of all time. Uh, World of Horror received an early... Pre- well, that's a bold statement. I take that back. Second greatest game of all time. World Second. of Horror received an early pres- Christmas present with a new update for the game, which adds two new characters, new challenge modes, and uh, two new endings. That's a lot of content for a small game like that. Uh, and it's a legitimately difficult game. Yeah, first, you were like, telling me that you... Like, like, it's, it's very hard. Um, we're having some issues with it. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the main content for the update introduces a truly cursed witch and an ex-cultist on the run, uh, which now brings the total number of characters you can play as to 11. Oh, wow, that's a lot for... Because if I remember right, that's like the black and white... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. The update also introduces a character exclusive ev- er, introduces character exclusive events to further flush out uh, the backstories and their roles in the story. Um, as for a challenges mode... There, this puts the player in uh, pre-selected playthroughs, with each having unique gameplay mechanics. In addition, for those that uh, were frustrated, I guess, with saves being disabled in the previous update, they've been re-enabled. So what's that mean? They like updated it and said you can't use your saves anymore? Uh, <laughs> now no, I think you couldn't save in the middle of a run. Uh, okay. Okay. Well, if it's challenge mode, that makes sense. Anyways, <laughs> moving on. Quick cuts. Uh, there's a new set of screen posters with returning mm. characters all posing in the ghost face masks. Uh, I'm pretty sure I mentioned on a previous episode that uh, not necessarily that I think that Sydney is going to end up as ghost face, but if they make that twist, I'm going to lose my mind. You mm. did that. You did mention that. You did. Yeah. <gasps> what a twist. Do you think? Do you what think? Are you, are you? Is there something that you've seen that has made you really believe that Sydney is going to be the? The Just these posters. Just these posters. <laughs> yeah, boy. Yeah, I mean, like the so the posters. There's there's three of them. There's one for Sydney. There's one for Gail. And there's one for um. Do or Dewey. Yeah, for Dewey. Yeah. Um, not Randy. I was gonna say Randy. Not Randy. R.I.P. Randy. And it's they're all each one is just them individually posed separately with the the ghost face mask. Okay. And not wearing it, just holding not just it. Just holding it. Okay. But I gotta I, I gotta say the like, Dewey one looks fucking great. That's, my, that's the best one. Yeah. Um. Cool. So yeah, I, like I, I don't, I don't think that Sydney will have turned into Ghostface. I don't think any of them will have, um, because I feel like that's that's like a cop out. Mm-hmm. Um, unless it's just like PTSD is real, guys. Yeah, she's back Maybe. to terrorize a town. Um, it's also got an official R rating. Oh, which well, nobody should be surprised by. No, if they made I it mean, anything less than R, I would be upset. Yeah, right. But these days, like it's. It's not necessarily surprising if they yes yeah, they came to reach like, not wider. All of their I fans. I feel like that was a thing, but it's less yeah. less a thing. Yeah. Plus, this, all of their fans at this point are like I geriatric. Think, so. I, yeah. think, I think that's another. Yeah. We're fine. <laughs> I think that's another change or, or shift from studios because of like streaming services now as okay. well. Yeah. Um, that they don't have to worry so much about it um, because like yeah we can rate it R and if you can't go see it in the theater you just watch it at home yeah. yeah. Uh, Jordan Peele's new movie is finished up. Uh, the third horror movie from writer-director Jordan Peele titled Nope, which is still just like screams like <laughs> like like the fucking Thanksgiving trailer in the middle of of, uh, of the Grindhouse release. Just just like Nope, nope. <laughs> open the door, Nope. <laughs> Filming of the project is apparently complete. Variety notes that this week the film, which recently wrapped uh, principal photography, was also shot on Kodak film including 65 millimeter film in oh. IMAX format. Um, wow. That's interesting because a lot of people have moved over to digital, right? And, yeah. and it's really only like people like Quentin Tarantino that yeah. swear yeah. up and down the by film using regular cares. film. 
It costs a lot more. It does. Yeah. It costs an extremely large amount more to do it on actual film oh, yeah. than it does on digital. Which, which, I, although I guess if you've got the poll that Jordan Peele has, I think at this point in time, he can probably request to shoot on actual film and, and call it a day. And nobody's going to bat an eye at that. Uh, Hoyt Van Hoytema? Did I say that right? Hoyt? I think so. Hoyt Van Hoytema. All right. Creative names. Uh, Dunkirk and Tenet served as the film's uh, principal director of photography. Uh, Which is big because, you know, he did a... I yeah, think those are two, I think those are two quite, um, quite, quite like, big movies. Those movies won every fucking award imaginable for cinematography. Which mm-hmm. ones? Uh, Tenet Dun- and Dunkirk. Oh, Dunkirk yeah, yeah, yeah. in particular Dunkirk. won a shit. Yeah. yeah. Um, Daniel Kaluuya from Get Out is also going to be uh, reteaming with Peel on his, uh, I guess, on the mysterious movie because we don't know a whole lot about this no, film. Th- this no. is one of the few things that's been like kept really well under wraps. Yeah, uh, with a cast also including Stephen Ewan uh, from Walking Dead and Mayhem. Everybody will will recognize him, I'm sure. And I'm actually very happy to see him finally making the breakthrough into yeah. uh, uh, not Walking Dead stuff. Well, yeah. really, because I mean, we saw it with Mayhem, right? But on, technically, that's kind of like a lower budget film. Yeah. Right, mm-hmm. like I'm glad to see him finally getting his name out there. I would really like to see him be successful. Mm-hmm. Um, Kiki Palmer from Scream, my boy Michael Wincott, <laughs> yeah, Michael Wincott from The Crow, uh, Barbie Ferreira, and uh, Brendan Pereira also star. Also, uh, Ethan Kotowski from Shameless, who oh. played a which one is he? The, the, the kid, the, the youngest one, yeah, um, not not. Not the black kid. No, no, no. Uh, the one who always lights things on fire. Right. I know who you're talking Carl? about. The pyro kid. Carl. Yeah. yeah. Carl. Is it Carl? Carl. Yeah, yeah Carl. Carl. I love Carl. him. Carl. Carl. Uh, Universal currently has Peel's new film set for July 22nd, 2022. Uh, we'll talk about this again in the future when there's real stuff to talk about, because right now it doesn't sound like there's a whole lot. Yeah, I'm sure we'll probably get a synopsis probably March. First trailer probably in April. Okay. Great. Great. Looking forward to it. Uh, Chucky. The TV show has moved to Peacock. All of season one is available for P- on Peacock for streaming, which is awesome, and it's officially been renewed for season two, which I'm also excited about. I only caught the first three episodes, but man, did I enjoy them. I don't have Peacock. I haven't, I haven't seen... I uh, thought I gave you my login for it. It kicked me out. No, right. you gave me your Peacock... Or your, <laughs> you gave me your Peacock. You gave me your login to Paramount. Okay, well, I'll give you our login to Peacock, too. Oh, okay. No, he won't. Peacock, that's fine. <laughs> no, Alex, get your own. <laughs> that's the that's the legal and and ethically right way to do it. Yeah, Sam. you get your yep. own. Yep. You everyone has their own. Palmer, no, mute me real quick. No sharing. <laughs> right, just um, go like this and cover it up. Alex, I'll give you. My- <laughs> yeah, boy. <laughs> so uh, I'm excited to. It's one of those like I watched the first three and kind of like wanted to keep going and just there's been such a. There's been no short. I can't believe I'm about to complain about this, but there has been no shortage of shit to watch lately. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That it that it kind of fell under the wayside. So there's a lot. How's Devin Sawa in it? I haven't it's watched pretty, it yet. Maybe we should try and see if he wants to get an interview with us. <laughs> I'm gonna leave that one up to no. you. Darling. <laughs> <laughs> no, you reach out, okay? I, I already will. I already tweeted Mark Hamill about his balls. He never responded. You um, think? <laughs> <laughs> How did you do did it? You, how many times did you ask him? Uh, just about, once. About did you say balls? hello first? No. Oh, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Twitter. 
You got to just jump to the Hello. Point. You only got <laughs> Hello. Yeah, or were those your balls? You have 240 <laughs> characters now. Yeah, that's true. Uh, the Alien Universe is about to grow exponentially with FX backing the franchise's first ever series. At the time of the original announcement, Alien director Ridley Scott, who returned to the franchise to helm both Prometheus and Alien Covenant, which was a god-awful movie, was in advanced talks to produce uh, the small screen series for for the cabler? Is that what you just put down there? That's the a that, that, that's, what that's is that? what it was written in the press release. Okay. The cabler? Okay. For FX. Oh, For okay. Uh, Scott reveals that the pilot... Apparently that's an industry term. I don't fucking know. Sure. Uh, Scott reveals that the pilot is currently being written, uh, and apparently it'll be eight to ten hours worth of t- television? Yeah, so you know, um, eight to ten episode season. So, you know, normal. Yeah, yeah, about that. Uh, the same is being done with apparently the Blade Runner series. I'm honestly more interested in the Blade Runner series. Uh, I mean, I Just because know. of how bad Covenant was. Yeah, Covenant was not a, not a very good movie. I will I will die on the hill for Prometheus, but I'm Alien Covenant was not a good movie. <laughs> I'm with you. Prometheus was awesome. I really liked Prometheus. I know you did. I know you did. Anybody says so bad. Just because it can't run. It's a pretentious movie. Just because it can't run. Probably why I like it. Yeah, it's a pretentious pile of shit. It's just highbrow. You know, pretentious is just another word for people who don't understand it. Pretentious. P r e c h e n o u s. I'm sorry, you can't wrap your brain around it. I feel bad for your your poor conception of of the alien universe. <laughs> the jockeys, man, you gotta find the jockeys. No, no. <laughs> uh, Sam, what do we have on the now slides? Oh, we've we got, got a ton. Oh my god, yeah, that's a lot. All right. How many? Is... Like it's seven. So, like <gasps> I said, the release seven. schedule just doesn't stop for a while. I am uh, gonna shut up and like take the reins. Let's right. do this. All right, so we're going to start off with uh, two of the things that came out last week since we were off for the holidays. Starting off with Elves, which hit Netflix on the 28th of November. Uh, Christmas vacation turns into a nightmare for a teenager and her family when they discover an ancient menace that stalks their island getaway. Uh, Are they elves? Is it elves? <laughs> Could it possibly be elves? <laughs> Could possibly be elves. <laughs> Are they little? I didn't watch the trailer. How tall are they? I don't know. Okay. Hmm. How sh- how what is the height cutoff where you're no longer an elf? Because if if we go well, by the movie it? Elf, Will Ferrell's like six five. So are they like what the size? Yeah, but of- Will Ferrell. The whole premise of Elf for Will Ferrell is that he's not actually supposed to be an elf. That's yeah. true. I think that elves are like the size of like a forty can. That small. Yeah. Hmm. You know what? That actually kind of makes a strange kind of sense. Mm-hmm. I feel like elves are always portrayed as too too big. Too big. Too big. So you think that they should be smaller? Like than the size, like, like, like the size of an old English. No, like the size of an OE bottle. Yeah, okay. like mid-calf. a forty. Yeah. Okay, mid calf. Yeah. But do they keep it Fifty Fifth Street? Always Fifty Fifth Street. Every time I think of old English, I will forever Just think of that video. Keep it at 55th Street. <laughs> yes, they do. Uh, next up, something else that came out while we were gone, the Advent Calendar, which hit Shutter on December 2nd. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eva, an ex-dancer, is now living in a wheelchair, unable to walk, and when her friend Sophie gives her an old wooden antique Advent Calendar before Christmas, she realizes each window contains a surprise that triggers repercussions in real life. Some are good, but most of them are bad, really bad. And now she will have to choose between getting rid of the calendar or walking again, even if it causes death and destruction to everyone she holds dear around her. Don't sleep on this one. No. Okay. Seriously, don't sleep on this one. I think 
I genuinely think this might make it into my top five films. Of the year. When you were reading the synopsis, I thought you were going to say that her friend gave her an old wooden antique wheelchair. <laughs> no, peg leg. Old wooden, old yeah, wooden antique Like a pirate leg. leg. Yeah. Uh, next up, Silent Night hits theaters and AMC Plus on but December 3rd. But is it 3rd. deadly? It might mm. be. It might be. So we talked about this one, I think, in our last episode. Uh, Nell and Simon have invited their closest friends to join their family for Christmas dinner at their idyllic home in the English countryside. And mm. as the group comes together, it feels like old times. But behind all of the laughter and merriment, something is not quite right. The world outside is facing impending doom, and no amount of gifts, games, or Prosecco can make mankind's imminent destruction go away. Surviving the holidays just got a lot more complicated. Mm-hmm. You said this one's hitting Shutter also? No. Uh, no, AMC Plus. This is only AMC Plus? And theaters and AMC Plus. Which really infuriates me because you can't get AMC. Playing, what's the point of paying for Shutter separately anymore then? There's I mean, one. aside from the live, live, live. There isn't one. And the video is showings of, but you can turn around and watch Joe Bob the next day. What is the point of paying for Shutter? I don't know. AMC Plus was literally half the price and you get four times the amount of content. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm canceling myself. Why don't you just get both? I'm just gonna cancel it because you get Shutter with AMC Plus. Oh, yeah. Oh, do I'm gonna you? get yeah. yeah. What's oh, the? That's why I'm asking. What's the point what's the of paying point? for Shutter separately? Oh, I'm canceling you, myself. You, I thought they changed that. No, you, you're supposed to get it with AMC Plus. You get all that content with AMC Plus, oh. but you don't get it. Day you don't get, get the. It. You don't get the live stuff. That's fine. Which is fine with. I don't ever watch the TV channel. That's and, true. And I'll watch Joe Bob the next day. I'm fine with that. Yeah. The yeah. fuck is the point? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. It's to me, it's frustrating because it's not part of a package. Anyway. AMC Plus isn't. Yeah, you can't get it as a package anywhere. You just um, have so to get it like a solo thing. Yeah. Uh, next up, we got Wolf, which is hitting uh, limited theaters on December third. Uh, when he's sent to a clinic, Jacob and his animal-bound peers are forced to undergo increasingly extreme forms of curative therapy. However, once he meets the mysterious wildcat played by Lily oh, Rose. Oh yeah, Depp. this is Lily Rose Depp. All right, uh, I, read, I had read mm. about this before. As their friendship blossoms into an undeniable infatuation, Jacob is faced with a challenge: Will he renounce his true self for love? Just one thing about AMC Plus right now: they're it's having one ninety nine for twelve that's what, months. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's it's a hell of a like, deal. What the fuck they're is having the point a holiday of Shutter? Deal. Yeah, I'm literally just going to cancel Shutter as soon as we're done with this Man. and pay for this. Yeah, it's AMC, Walking Dead Universe, Shutter, Sundance, uh, BBC, and IFC. Yeah, like what and the, the fuck access is to the IFC, the access to IFC is really what does it for me. Yeah, I'm gonna. Me too. Yeah. I'm absolutely literally as soon as we're done recording. You get bam. Okay. Yeah. Buy Shutter. Yeah. See, hello, AMC Plus. Yeah. Alex, we'll, 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 we'll swaps. No, everyone gets everyone their own. Everyone gets their Sam. own for $2 a month. Uh, <laughs> next up, right Death now. Valley on Shutter slash AMC Plus on December 9th. Uh, two hired guns commissioned to rescue an imprisoned scientist from a secret facility are hunted down by a terrifying creature of unknown origin. Uh, this is the Matthew Nineveh movie we talked about a couple mm-hmm. of weeks ago yeah. when we played Psycho Gorman. Uh, next, we've got Agnes on VOD on December 10th. A nun's disturbing behavior sparks rumors of demonic possession at a remote convent, and when a priest-in-waiting and a disillusioned mentor are sent to investigate, their methods backfire, leaving a wake of terror and trauma. And finally, this week, we've got Hurt on VOD also on the 10th. A soldier reunites with his wife to take in the attractions at their favorite Halloween spot, the Haunted Hayride. But when real terror follows them home, they must fight for their lives or become the next attraction. Okay. This seems like a movie that was supposed to come out in October and got delayed. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't it? Yes, it does. <laughs> Doesn't sound very Christmassy. No, there's nothing Christmassy about this film at all. And that would do it. That's uh, that's our list for this week. So all mm-hmm. sorts of stuff. Um, but yeah, I'm with you. Advent calendar. Uh, watch it. 
Uh, it's out there. It's already available. It was one of those movies, like, I turned it on, and I was just like, I wasn't really expecting much, but I was like, I could go for a Christmas horror film. It's a lot Let's better than it, it sounds. And holy fuck, it was, it, like, blindsided me how because it was literally, I was, we were talking about subtitles mm-hmm. earlier right. and how you have to pay attention to them. Because Shudder doesn't offer any sort of dub. Yeah. I paused the game. I literally stopped playing the game that what I was were, playing, right? And just focused on the film for the last like forty-five minutes of it because I was getting too fed up with having to like <laughs> rewind yeah, and so see what got, they were saying. You've got Advent Calendar, which is dub or with has subtitles. Uh, Elves is a Norwegian film, I believe. Oh, Norwegian. Uh, I can't remember exactly where it's from. Um, And then I think I think Agnes is a foreign film as well. It's also foreign. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, lot, lots of options this week. Um, but I'm I'm gonna get AMC Plus just to watch Silent Night because I've been hyped on that movie ever <laughs> I since just, I first saw it. I just got it. Sweet. Did you? Alex, go. But yeah, that's what we got for this week. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we'll be back in just a minute with uh, Saul Five. Oh man, <laughs> Buckle, <laughs> one of the best uh, Saul guys. <laughs> What? Why do we choose this as a theme? You picked it. No, no, he said you theme. Picked it. No, he it was said him. theme. I did I, not pick this one. Oh, the I theme picked, you mean? Yes. yes. Oh, I picked the theme. You yes. picked the theme. Uh, the theme you, is great. You picked Saw Five. Saw I picked, five is I picked not. Next what else movie. was the choice? We had like we had that or like Nightmare on Elm Street Five. Which Paranormal is just Activity bad. Five. <laughs> So lesson learned. Okay. Uh, the and actually, movies. I'm gonna bring good. this up. Uh, I'm gonna bring this up again uh, just to make sure that I get this right. Because uh, what was the fifth Texas Chainsaw movie? No. Oh, uh, yeah. That would have been the actual. That would have been the the first Michael Bay one. So that one. The 2003 one. Yeah. yeah. The so best that, one. Yeah. So that actually the original. Been a good Damn, we should have done that. Rip. We can do that. But technically, does that count as the fifth in the franchise? If it's like a reboot, does that count as the fifth? No. No. I would say no. So all right, if we were count. So then, Fede, no, because that's another reboot. I don't know, dude. Like, I don't know what you expect from... from... I think it has to be, like, an original. One, two, three, four, five. So, like, Halloween 5. Yep. Leprechaun 5. Oh, man. I didn't even think about Leprechaun. <laughs> what is Leprechaun 5? Is that Leprechaun in space, dude? <laughs> I hope so. Uh, In the hood. Leprechaun. <gasps> oh, wow. Wait, didn't we do that one? No. Oh, I think we did. What a missed opportunity. We haven't done Leprechaun in the Hood. We have not. We, I, can re- I can remember every <laughs> single film we've ever talked about, but I can't remember what I got up to do five minutes ago. <laughs> There's still time. <laughs> There's still time. There is still time. You're yeah. right. All right. Let's talk about Sci- Saw 5. You guys ready? <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Nah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to tonight's main event. Sam? Yeah. You got some stuff to say about this film? I have to. (laughs) (laughs) This is the movie we picked. This is for all of you. I'll take the blame for this one. This is for all (laughs) of you listeners out there. We're doing this for you. Saw 5, kicking off this month's theme of the fifth movies in franchise in celebration of us finally meeting the completion of Silent Night, Deadly Night. Uh, We we picked Saw 5 to start this with, um, and so we apologize in advance. Palmer picked... (laughs) Yeah. Saw five. Yeah. yeah, let's. I wanted to cover a Saw movie. We haven't in the that's three years that we've been true. talking about that the first the one. <laughs> you right. five years because we're on the fifth Silent Night, Deadly Night. Well, I know, oh, but we could have done it another month. We, we could have. You're right. <laughs> but 
we chose this month. Yeah. So directed by David Hackle, uh, who served as the production designer and second unit director for Saws 2, 3, and 4. Uh, written by Patrick Melton and Marcus Dunstan, the team behind Saws 4, 5, and 3D, as well as other gems like the Feast series, Piranha 3 D. Uh, and most recently, uh, they wrote the story that was adapted for Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark and the script for Hulu's Into the Dark episode, Pilgrim. See, where was the intelligent writing that happened on the Feast series or that Scary Stories to yeah. Tell in the Dark? Yeah, they got to that later in, in their career. Everything else has been a miss, but those two things were fun. Yeah. I haven't well, watched any of the Hulu's things? Into the Dark stuff. There's what, three for it's good. There's what, three Feast movies? Yeah. Uh, so the cast. There's a ton of folks in this movie because it's half flashback. Think Silent Night, Deadly Night 2, but no garbage pickup. Right. Uh, in this one, you just leave your trash on the floor. Uh, so here... <laughs> garbage day! He garbage threw it on the ground. And he threw it on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> so here are the main folks. Tobin Bell returning for a little bit as John Kramer. Yeah. Uh, Costas Mandalore as Detective Mark Hoffman. Scott Patterson as Agent Peter Stram. Oh, you, you mean uh, uh, poor man Sylvester Stallone? Costas no. Mandalore. Yeah, poor man Sylvester Stallone as Detective Hoffman. Hoffman, Luke from Gilmore Girls as Agent Peter Strom. Mm-hmm. Um, is it really who it is? Absolutely. Yeah, Hands guy. down, I would never misrecognize that man in my entire life. Uh, Mark Ralston Huge is fan. Agent right. Dan Erickson. Betsy Russell as uh, Jill Tuck, who is John Kramer's wife. Uh, our five main contestants in this week's uh, extravaganza of death. Julie Benz as Britt. Megan Good as Luba Gibbs. Carlo Rhoda as Charles. Greg Burke or Brick as Malik and Laura Gordon as Ashley. I feel like that group of people were the most well-known, really, like those actors. So if you if you pull up Scott Patterson's I IMDb. Good. I don't know the rest of them. I know Megan Good so and you, Julie Benz. And that one guy from uh, Reservoir Dogs, or um, not Reservoir Dogs, the other one. Anyways, whatever. When so, you pull up Scott Patterson on IMDb. Yeah. Yeah. He's <laughs> under the known for section. Gilmore Girls? Gilmore Girls date no, in the life? No. <laughs> it's Saw 5, <laughs> Saw 4, and then the Gilmore Girls. Really? Wow. That seems... Backwards. Yes. Or maybe we're just giving the Gilmore Girls too much you clout. You shut your dirty whore Look, mouth. <laughs> I'd rather rewatch the Gilmore Girls again with my wife than watch this movie again. So I'm going to say he's best known for the Gilmore Girls. It was here, fun here. seeing him get crushed. Yeah, that's true. Whoa, spoiler! Hey, <laughs> uh, Joris Jarski as Seth Baxter, Mike Butters as Paul Leahy, Al Butters. Sapienza as the chief of police, and Jeff Pustel as Bernie. Who's uh, Bernie? I don't know. Bernie I, I, Madoff, dude. What's the problem? I don't. <laughs> Bernie Madoff. So R.I.P. Right. Isn't he die? A little know. while ago? I think Maybe. so, yeah. Yeah, just recently-ish. Uh, so this awkward, janky 2008 film is really three movies crammed into one. It's one part traditional Saw, one part sequel continuation with flashbacks galore, and one part origin story. Uh, mm-hmm. It's often hard mm-hmm. enough to follow what's really going on in the Saw universe, even if you've seen the entire series up to this point, which I haven't. I stopped after Saw 3, only watching parts <laughs> of Saw 4, uh, which makes it extra confusing, because Saw 4 actually takes place at the exact same time as Saw 3. Yep. Uh, the cast of characters, both recurring in person or by mention throughout the series, is wildly long, and trying to keep track of them and the way that they tie into the story might as well just be a picture of Charlie's conspiracy board. Oh, it's because it's because three is the logical conclusion of this fucking series, yes, and then is. they were just like, actually, we have to make more. <laughs> Wait, there's more. <laughs> yeah. um, so I'll do my best as we go to tie them down, and, uh, but I might just end up wrapped up in the insanity myself. We're going to start this movie off with the convicted murderer, Seth Baxter, who wakes up chained to a table beneath a pendulum blade. A videotape informs him that he can release himself by crushing his hands between two presses, one on each side of his body. 
uh, and there are buttons inside that uh, once he crushes his hand, uh, the shackles will come undone yep. and the pendulum will stop. Yep. Uh, I like that. Let's let's not forget that this guy is covered in SS tattoos. Yeah. And okay, Nazi he looks like a real piece of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so he does what he's told, but the blade still swings down and bisects him as someone watches through a hole in the wall. We're just a couple of minutes in and we're bringing Jigsaw's rules. What gives? We're going to find out later. Yep. Uh, in the present, following the events of Saw 4, FBI agent Peter Strom escapes from the room he was locked in by Detective Mark Hoffman. Uh, if I'm following the timelines correctly, Hoffman is Jigsaw's second apprentice, uh, following the footsteps of Logan, who we learned about in 2017's Jigsaw film. Uh, he might be the third, though, depending on what you think, uh, yeah, with Amanda. Amanda. Yeah. Uh, who showed up? Uh, she showed up in the second film, but again, the timeline is a little bit weird. So yeah, uh, so so like, it, in terms of viewing the films, Amanda is the, the the person that's supposed to be the apprentice, but she's actually she's actually like the third or fourth. She's I guess. the first one you find out about, right? But, right. but not yeah. his actual first one, right? Right. right. Uh, so anyway, Strand's then attacked by a figure wearing a pig mask and wakes up with his head sealed in a box, uh, being quickly filled with water. <laughs> Uh, outside, Hoffman delivers Corbett, the kidnapped daughter of Jeff Denlin, who's a character who started in Saw 3 and was killed by Strom in Saw 4. Uh, the daughter gets delivered to the police, and they claim they are the only survivors. But Strom, having survived the trap by performing a tracheotomy with his pen, is brought out alive as well, much Which to Hoffman's shock. Is fucking genius. Would you yeah, have thought to real do that? Real quick thinking on his part. No. I wouldn't have thought to do that. I would have just died. I watch Grey's Anatomy quite a bit, and I feel like they do emergency trachs with pens often, but no. And I don't actually think... Real lucky for him that he had a pen on his fucking Yeah, right? And that you could do it to yourself, have A, the strength to get it through your skin and... The willpower. And the willpower. I don't know that I could... I know I couldn't do I mean, that. I might be able to do it to someone else. Treat you, treat you like Gwyneth Paltrow and stick your head in a box and find out. <laughs> oh, it's my head. <laughs> Uh, so <laughs> my body's still attached. <laughs> this is how we get to Christmas here because it's a head in the box. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, instead of a dick in the box. And it's yeah. like and it's like a gift. Yeah. A box is like a gift. Yeah. It's Christmassy. And there's more boxes to unwrap or I guess wrap up at the end of this film. Uh, so during a press conference, Hoffman is promoted to detective lieutenant and credited with closing the jigsaw case. You did it. You, you win. You, you brilliant man. You did it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he later finds a note in his office, though, reading, I know who you are and I know what you did last summer, and <laughs> learns of Agent Lindsay Perez's death while taking Strom's cell phone from the police evidence room. Mm. Uh, Lindsay mm-hmm. was in Saw 4. She was Strom's partner. Yep. Uh, and at the hospital, Strom tells Hoffman that her last words were, Detective Hoffman. Uh, and they're FBI, right? Yes. So Detective Hoffman is a police man, mm-hmm. and they're the FBI. That's yes. correct? Okay. Yes. Uh, we do see Typical the feds blaming the local PD. Feds. <laughs> they don't uh, work well together. No, they don't. <laughs> they do not. We see a flashback of one of the uh, Jigsaw dolls blowing up in her face and presumably killing her, but hint, she'll be back in Saw 6 because everybody comes back in these fucking movies. Uh, and he questions Hoffman about how he escaped the plant. After being put on medical leave by his boss, Dan Erickson, Strom, suspicious of Hoffman, decides to uncover his involvement with Jigsaw himself and takes the case files of past Jigsaw victims to research them on his own. He's going rogue. Going rogue. I'm going to do this shit on at my home own. by candlelight because, mm-hmm. you know, I don't have a job anymore, so they cut yeah. off my power. But it's a good thing that he did because he is so smart. Yeah. He could just look at something and be like, I know. I know. <laughs> Not only do I know, I know how to fucking give myself a tracheotomy. Right. Ah. I can look at anything and be like, I know who died here <laughs> and why. I really just wish they gave him one of those little fucking robo things. Oh, like the, oh, like yeah. for the people who have like cancer. Why did you say Detective Hoffman? 
Like the guy from South Park. Like, yeah, I was just about to say. <laughs> <laughs> you do that really well. <laughs> so in an underground sewer area, we finally reached the jigsaw part of this movie, and we'll tackle all of this at once instead of jumping around like the movie does, because oh, it makes God. more sense if we tackle it all together. It does. Yes, it does. Five people tied up in a room. Fire Inspector Ashley, real estate company president Britt, journalist Charles, city planner Luba, and drug addict Malik awaken with collars locked around their necks, connected by cables to a set of blades mounted on the walls behind them. The keys to the collars are in individual glass boxes that are across the room, and a videotape informs them that they are all connected and they must do the opposite of their instincts if they are all to survive the tests ahead. Ooh. They don't listen. They, no, they don't. Do they heed the warning? You know, you know, you know, and you know, right, no, I'm going to say this. For shockingly, him. it's not the <laughs> drug addict that makes the first move, it's the fucking journalist. Yep. Mm. Uh, everyone survives the first game except for Ashley, who fall, fails to retrieve a key and gets decapitated when the collars retract and pull her head through the slicing blade. Yep. Uh, Idiot. In, into the next room <laughs> we go, ass. which is filled with explosives on a timer. Uh, Malik, Britt, and Luba uh, knock all the keys out of the glass jars hanging from the ceiling to open up the bomb shelters set into the walls, leaving Charles to die when the timer explodes and the explosives detonate. In the third room, Britt kills Luba, and she and Malik dump her body into the bathtub, connecting her corpse to five cables that complete an electric circuit, unlocking the final door. Uh... Into the last room we go where Malik and Britt find a machine fitted with not one, not two, not three, not four, but five saw blades and a beaker requiring ten pints of blood to open the final door. Mm-hmm. If all five of them had made it to this point, it would have been two pints from each. Uh, but in this case, it's got to be... Which is still a considerable amount of blood. It, is. it absolutely is. Uh, but in this case, uh, they got to fill this fucker up with, I think it was... Five, five pints, pints each. each. Yeah. Uh, so five pints each to get out. Mm-hmm. Uh, they realize... Uh, that all of the prior tests could have been completed without casualties if they, you know, listened to the tape and worked together uh, and figured out their connection. They were all involved in a building fire that killed eight people. Malik and Britt conceded truce and each slice an arm in the saws to provide the blood needed to get the final door open. That was a pretty gnarly scene. That was probably the gnarliest scene. That was the the only fucking gruesome scene in the whole fucking movie. The first scene was kind of gruesome. Yeah, the pendulum scene was kind of gruesome. The pendulum one was good. Honestly, and I I do know that these folks are under, like, really intense pressure Mm -hmm. in this situation, uh, but they should have realized, at least in the second room, that the slots in the wall were more than large enough for at least two, if not three people per slot. Oh, yeah, yeah uh, dude. I said that, like, I said that yeah. while it was happening, and I was just infuriated they that they waited three more rooms to be like, oh, they could have gotten, he could have gotten in there with Maybe me. Maybe we should work together. So there's, there's actually a YouTuber uh, who I managed to find while I was digging for for info about how this connected to the rest of the Saw universe because it's been fucking 12 years since I've seen this yeah. movie. And all this guy does is tell you how to survive saw traps okay and every single one of them has some sort of loophole that you can that like seems so obvious right when you're in when you're thinking about it and i'm just like so i was i watched a number of his videos there were like uh he was like yeah like if you look at it from an engineering perspective there's a hinge here blah blah blah. you could probably just poke this in and and just dislocate the trap and call it a day uh, and he did this for each one, and that was his big point for for the tunnel thing. Was just like all of them could have fit into one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. literally one all key of them. and just everybody crammed their asses in there. But the point, the point that I think like is a big miss with with this entire film is the fact that literally from the very beginning, Jigsaw is telling them that all of them can survive. Yeah, yes. literally in the, in the first fucking first. And all you have to do is not do the one thing that you all are going to instinctively think, right. which is fuck the other people. Well, I'm like, going to get myself out. But ever ever since that that like intro video happens where he's like, you know, you're in a trap blah blah blah, this is what you got to do. 
The, the for some reason they th- the logic for them is that every per that one person has to be sacrificed for each thing. Yeah, it's really dumb. If he says that you can all survive and there's five of everything as you go through, wouldn't right. you pause <laughs> and think for a second yeah. and be like, maybe we should all be trying to get through Use this some together? Use deductive reasoning. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. holy fuck, do these people have a brain cell in their no. goddamn heads? No, and so this is this is actually my biggest issue with the series at this point, is that we've lost the thread of Jigsaw teaching lessons to each person individually instead of as a group, because in this case, it's not Jigsaw setting up the trap. Well, right. they don't even know why they're there. Yeah. So, like, right. in, the, in the first two movies, the there, there, is a reason they are, there is a reason they are there, and it is tied specifically to Jigsaw. Right. At this point, it's not tied to Jigsaw. It's tied to The Apprentice, who, as we learn, I think, in Saw 6, maybe, with Amanda, um, she was just a homicidal maniac. So, yeah, dude, they so don't Jigsaw, necessarily like, care about so, letting these people live. So no. Jigsaw specifically, like, killed her. Yes. Because she wasn't following his rules. The rules. Right. Uh, yeah, because she was doing it for murder's sake, not because she was trying to teach a lesson. Yeah, uh, which which is really getting into the weeds because honestly, he's just regardless of how you look at it, he's killing people in the fr- anyways. Yeah, <laughs> he's trying to teach them a lesson. <laughs> yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> they can change their lives around. Could, you can you say read, about that. There's about, a sixty five percent. What is it? Re, re rehabilitation or no? Uh, the no, opposite uh, of that. Re, 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 when you do crimes recidivism. again, yeah. whatever, sixty-five yeah, percent he says, but his zero percent. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, because most people don't make it out of your fucking trap. But, no, but, that's, but that's if an important anything, point. Amanda's the proof that it's the opposite. <laughs> but that's just to turn around and kill people. But like, that's an important issue with this movie, even by itself, is like a standalone thing. Is there's that whole scene of Jigsaw teaching Hoffman about this yes. and telling him all about it. Yeah. And Hoffman doesn't even follow it. Mm-mm. Well, he does. Well, no, he does. He actually—the only time he doesn't follow it is when he's killing the the, the right. Nazi at the Who beginning. But that's sister. because he's emulating the trap, not because right. that was before he's been yeah. taken under under Jigsaw's wing. Well, because he was doing that for out of venge- vengeance, yeah. not yeah. out of trying to do the right. Because in that scene, there's like that whole dialogue where he's like, "I'm going to teach you not to kill for killing's sake," yeah. mm-hmm. or something like that. Also, it's embarrassing, and your blade sucked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, this is a very inferior, inferior trap. I mean, I get it. If someone was trying to emulate me, I would like them to do a good job. Dude, it pisses off serial killers all the time oh, when somebody fucking... kills and emulates mm-hmm. them. Yeah. Like, and takes does their a MMO. piss poor job yeah. at it, especially? I'd be like, no, I'm fucking pissed. Yeah. Fuck that. So while all of this stuff is going <laughs> on, that. this is actually when we discover that the beginning of the movie where Strom learns that Hoffman killed Baxter years before any of this is currently going on as revenge for Baxter killing Hoffman's sister. And he made it mm-hmm. look like a jigsaw game to get away with the crime, where Jigsaw himself, like I said, said and the blade was mediocre, and he Very was mad well. that his name was attached. Um, a series of flashbacks reveal how John Kramer abducted Hoffman after the fact, blackmailing him to become his first apprentice and helping him set up his future games. Uh, Strom concludes that everyone was meant to die at the plant except for Corbett and Hoffman, who would then appear as the hero. Um, and that little girl. Well, it, also, it ties. Yeah, so Corbett. we oh Corbett. Right. We get a couple glimpses of like Corbett. That's uh, her last name. So oh, we okay. learned we learned that Hoffman's actually it was set up for one of the kills in Saw Four because the fat guy that dies in Saw mm-hmm. Four by the razor blades. Like, oh, that he, was a good he, one. He was captured in Saw Five, so we get to see that like little bit of intro. So there's like there are these like breadcrumbs that they give you that kind of connect it through the rest of the films. But the whole my issue with every fucking Saw film after number four, even with three, but especially with four and beyond, is it's just like. 
this hodgepodge of fucking scenery that's just jammed together to force hey, you a narrative this thing? down your throat. Do you remember this thing? Yeah. Do you remember this thing? Let me. If you don't remember this thing, let me show you a flashback so you well, remember just, this thing. It's just like they, they the, the, the part that really. Hey, you remember bugs. Danny Glover was in these movies? Yeah. They asked him to come back and he said he was busy. Fuck. No. <laughs> he said he I was filming forgot, something else. I forgot that Danny Glover was in this movie. Really? Yeah, he's in the front. And yeah, Donnie Wahlberg. Yeah, dude. <laughs> so what a cast. Yeah. <laughs> But like uh, the I think cast list on Wikipedia is insane, and it just goes on for fucking ever. Yeah, yeah. The guy that I was talking about, one of the the journalists, he was in Boondock Saints. Oh, yeah. Yeah. okay. Not Reservoir Dogs, but, the other bro movie. But they became so light. So Saw One had a really good twist. I'd yes. even say Saw Two had a pretty good twist. Yes. But they became so attached to the whole fucking twist concept. Okay, they, M they, Night Shyamalan, calm they, down. They, yeah, they, they, they <laughs> jammed it into the end of every Saw yeah. film from there on out. Where it's just like, like the end of this one, like the twist in this one. This comes. It's just like there was not a twist at this one. What the? Well, no, I don't the think twist was you have to listen to the whole tape. <laughs> What a twist. This what, was the only one that didn't really have a twist. Well, I, I, I don't think you're supposed to... I think you're supposed to walk in thinking that that, that uh, Gilmore Girls guy is going to live, right? Like, you don't really see him he, dying true, at the end. true, 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 true. But the first but, one was great. Like the first, the first, the first Saw movie was great. Amazing. That twist is fantastic. I would argue the first three are quite good films. Yes. But, but everything after that, like... It, it Well, okay, first two... What's the with one the with the fat guy with the razor movie. blades? That's, That's a four. third... That's four? It, I thought that, that was three. That's a third. Because that Where was... Where trapped in the cage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he gets sliced. Yeah. That yeah. was a good one. Was that was I that think three? that was three. Okay, okay, okay. That was good. I think that's when it... That was probably the last good one. Yeah, then. yeah. So and then after that, because three, three had that... Had, like, the, 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 the creme de la creme of fucking traps. That guy yeah. getting in the oh, cross, yeah. getting all his limbs twisted around. That was fucking... I saw it when I saw... I saw that movie in theaters by myself. And I was just like, oh, my God! Yeah. I didn't have a reaction like that to any of the kills in this one. Maybe with the exception of a little bit the first one. I was yeah. just kind of grabbing onto my Yeah, you kind of... But, but, like, but not anywhere like... You get the, that set up in this one, yeah. and you're like, all right, maybe Here I'm in get, for a Because good, the third one, the, third, the reason yeah. that one's in the third one, and I think it's the opening of the fourth one as well. Okay. Um, is because the third one is where it turns into like the detective movies. Yeah. 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 I don't, the, don't the care fir- for those the first as much. One, the first one's just in the bathroom. The second one's in the Saren house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the third one is the detective one, where that's where we get introduced to like all of these people. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I think I think you know, as as they just kind of proved with with the book of Saw that they just really spiral. <laughs> yeah. I think the magic was somewhere in the first three movies, mm-hmm. and I couldn't. I honestly like I could, and I'd have to sit down and probably rewatch all of them, which I might do. Which I might do, to be completely honest. To figure to try to pinpoint where where the disconnect is, mm-hmm. but like literally, like one through three are are they're not remarkable, but they're they're fun movies. Yeah. And then like I don't know, like literally, I, I've seen all of them in theaters. When this goes from the perspective, yeah. except for Spiral, yeah. When, but every one of them, I walked out just being like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. <laughs> because when these movies go from the perspective of John Doe and his games mm-hmm. to the cops chasing John Doe. You end up watching a vi- more violent version of the movie Seven that's not anywhere near as good. Yeah, and yeah. it's drawn out over six fucking. Yeah, movies. I don't yeah. want to watch a detective movie. No, that's not my. I'm not. I'm not interested in that. So unless it's like Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so elsewhere, Strong's activities draw Erickson's concern, which is further fueled when John's ex-wife Jill Tuck, who received a box and a videotape from John's will, what approaches him. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. They not never later movies. They never talk about it no. ever. They again? don't even talk about it in the later movies. No. Mm. Uh, she received a box and a videotape from John's Will and approaches him to claim 
that Strom is stalking her. Are there uh, theories about what's in the box? I'm sure there are. I couldn't do we be know bothered to fucking are? look it up. Okay, well, what do you guys think is in the box? So, well, let me let me finish this <laughs> okay. bit because it'll the tell same, you. It's, the same thing that's in Pulp Fiction's box. Magic. <laughs> the secret Marcellus of the universe. soul. <laughs> Uh, so John and Jill broke up after she lost her unborn child when Cecil, and Am- at Amanda's request, robbed the drug clinic that Jill worked at and mm-hmm. hit Jill in the stomach with a door. Mm-hmm. The box she got from John's attorney during the reading of the will had a tape containing his last intended test subjects, including one test that Jill must carry out herself. She also spends the next few movies battling with Hoffman to control Jigsaw's legacy. So, you know, weird turn for divorcee whose ex-husband turned into a psychopath. No, they must have revealed it at some point because according to the fandom Saw Wikipedia, Uh uh, here it is. Uh, As John's cancer disease worsened, he wasn't able to arrange these games on his own. Therefore, he gave a black box to his executor, Bernie Feldman, and told him to give it to his ex-wife, Jill Tuck, and the inventor... In the event of his death, this box contained five envelopes with photos of people involved in William's game, as well as a sixth one, which is a photo of Detective Mark Hoffman. Additionally, the box contained a reverse bear trap, which was the vicious device uh-huh. led, uh, used for Hoffman's test. And finally, a seventh envelope was in the box, which was addressed to Dr. Lawrence Gordon, another one of John's apprentices, which was revealed in Saw 5, 6, and 3D. So I'm very confused about the look that she gave when she opened the box because it was very knowing, right? Like, ah, mm-hmm. oh, yes, of course. But it was just envelopes. <laughs> yeah. But it's from her psychopath ex-husband who... Who puts a lot of weird shit in envelopes. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> okay, so apparently it was it was revealed in Saw 5 what was in the box. It was? Apparently. I don't remember. That's what it says in this. It, during William Easton's trial. There was too much going on. That took on. place in Saw 5. And what? bled into Saw 6. There was a trial? So you learned, you, learned about, you learned about the envelopes in Saw 5, and it reveals that she pulled out the bear trap in Saw 6. There's a, there was a trial in this movie? I don't movie? remember a trial in this movie. I, what was there a trial? <sighs> I don't remember. I only watched it once. I'll be honest. I didn't do a double watch of this one. I didn't either. Neither did I. I, I spent more time trying to research where this fit into the timeline of the Saw films right. than I did actually watching this movie. Right, Normally, right. I watch them like two or three times yeah, no, absolutely. every week. Yeah. This one, I was just like, I just can't. I can't. I couldn't do it. Uh, so after Hoffman tells Erickson. <laughs> Sorry, <about> everybody. <laughs> after Hoffman tells Erickson about Strom's theory of a second Jigsaw accomplice, Erickson tries to call him. Hoffman intercepts the call on Strom's phone and immediately hangs up, uh, which then gets Erickson to now believe that Strom is involved. Erickson has one of his agents track this phone's signal, and following the signal to an observation room for the sewer game, Erickson finds the phone and his own personnel, uh, personnel file both of which were planted by Hoffman. He also finds a still-living Briton Malik uh, bleeding to death uh, with their mangled hands, calls for medical attention before putting out an APB on Strom, convinced he is Jigsaw's new apprentice. You know the funniest thing about this? Uh. Just to just to kind of detach. Sorry, sorry, no, I keep interrupting your narrative. All of the Saw films were ten bucks during Black Friday on Amazon Prime. Oh, were they? And I was like, I was like, I'm never gonna watch those. I and now you want to watch them. And now I want to watch them all. I wish I would have bought them for ten bucks. Ten bucks seems like five. five I bucks bet you, too you much. could find the DVDs for like two dollars. That's what I'm saying. Five bucks, Walmart. Yeah, in that five dollar bin. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like five bucks seems the appropriate price. I'd pay ten bucks for the first two. That's still. F- yeah, but you get all of them for ten bucks. Oh, all it was of literally oh, every selection oh, for ten bucks. I thought you meant it was ten dollars. Uh, yeah, all, one through oh, one through oh, okay. whatever uh, the one before Jigsaw. Seven. Seven. Sure. One through seven. Ten bucks. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought that's you meant a good every. Price. I thought you were going to spend seven dollars. A dollar fifty a movie. Yeah, that's a yeah. good price. Okay. Oh, that, um, oh damn it! You should have done yeah, that. Yeah, I should have done it. God, God damn it! How much is it now? <laughs> I think it's like five bucks a movie. <laughs> 
meanwhile, Strom follows Hoffman to the renovated nerve gas house that we were in for Saw 2 and finds an underground room containing a box filled with broken glass shards and a tape. In this tape, Hoffman urges Strom to enter the box where he will experience pain but pain. survive if he finally trusts in Oh, it's him. still on sale. Is it? Oh, well, for Blu-ray. You get the Saw 8 film collection for ten seventy nine. That's a good deal, dude. God damn I'm it. Gonna, I don't have a Blu-ray player. It's a good deal for a bunch of shitty it's, movies. It's, you can get <laughs> right. the DVD for nine, the one through eight for $9.96. What about a, is there a digital <sighs> option? Yeah, that's what I want. I wanted the digital one. Um, uh, $26.99. $26.99. <laughs> but this one includes Spiral, but you've already seen it. Yeah, I don't care about Spiral. Um, <laughs> I, don't I don't care about any of these movies. I don't know why I want to watch them all now. I'm gonna buy yeah. it. I'm gonna get the twenty six ninety nine. <laughs> I don't have a DVD player. <sighs> Anyways, keep going. Okay. So, <laughs> Strom cuts off the tape early and ambushes Hoffman, and uh, who he shoves into the box. He does, uh, thinking that you know, shoving him in this box of glass with a couple of weird tubes sticking out of it is going to kill him. He, yeah. Um, Strom finally believing that he's caught Hoffman, uh, but the door to the room suddenly shuts itself and the walls begin to close. He should have listened to him. He let his pride get in the way. He did. You know? That's your pride fucking with And he with was you. telling him that. He See, was like, Marcellus's soul is in that box. Just warning. <laughs> it's your pride fucking with you. You might feel a sting, but that's just your pride fucking with you. Yeah, don't worry about the glass. It's just a sting, baby. Uh, <laughs> um, Strom finishes playing the tape after this, uh, which warns him that if he does not enter the box, he will die and be framed as Jigsaw's apprentice. Mm -hmm. Safe inside the box, Hoffman watches as Strom unsuccessfully tries to A, break open the box, and B, uh, stop these walls that are closing in via a hydraulic press. He also tries to kind of like shimmy and break the roof. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but he's ultimately crushed For to death. For a split second there, I thought he was going to, I I thought he was going to get out. He, if he can get out of the box situation, yeah. I was like, he's going to obviously get out of this. Yeah. No. I do like how when he was... He was like, I know it was you. <laughs> no one else does that. Hoffman just quietly smiles yeah, no, at him. Nobody else cares, buddy. And now they Sorry. think it's you. Um, yeah, that's the, that's, I think yeah. that's supposed to be like the twist that you're yeah. supposed to get set up for is like. So here's my question. Yeah. Here's my question. And he would hate that. Yeah. How, oh, yeah. how are you setting this guy up to be the accomplice? Because he had his phone there. If <laughs> That's it. The only thing left of him is the jelly they have to scrape down off the walls. Well, because they had his phone there. Okay. Remember that's how that's yeah, how that's, he's. I mean that's how his boss you know, showed up. With yeah. all of the uh, forensic evidence for all of these things and that, so he's clearly not the killer. And I'm sure this dude was touching everything in the place as he, he was going yeah, through it. But but the other guy's phone was there. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but Hoffman <laughs> and his it. glass box of emotion just slowly lowers down underneath the hydraulic walls, and that's our movie. Mm -hmm. um, so Jesus Christ, this movie is way too much, and I haven't seen any of the movies past it. Uh, there's too much. Did we go see one of them in the theater that came you out? And this? Oh, you, you and I did. You and I did. Okay. Um, we, both, we both walked out easily <laughs> or equally disappointed. There, there's way too much stuff going on in this horror-themed MCU of death, and it's so convoluted that they have to use flashbacks in every movie past the third one just to remind you of what the fuck is going on. Fair. It's ranked. Uh, this particular one is ranked as the second worst Saw movie via the tomato meter with a 13%, 13 percent, yep. ahead of only the 10% that Saw 3D got. And with a box office return, that's the lowest of any of them, aside from the direct follow-up, which really seems to say that most people didn't care anymore after, about this franchise after, after three. this movie. Yeah. Because uh, that was the conclusion. And Spiral, which also had a terrible box office return, but uh, despite reportedly not being any good, also ran into issues with COVID. Uh, true, true. This true. movie is also consistently listed in the bottom half of the franchise, along with Saw 4, where the series seemed to take the turn for the worse on pretty much every non-Rotten Tomatoes list. Um, look it up. Just look up Saw franchise ranked. 
uh, like Vulture has one, mm-hmm. Decoder has one, like everybody's got one, and this is always like on the bottom six out of nine. Okay. Um, hmm. Yeah. Well. I just did it. I pulled the trigger on the nine film collection. Nice. Digital. It's time, it's time to watch them all. Twenty six ninety nine. I fucking don't understand why I just did this. <laughs> Can I come uh, over? <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll watch all of them together. Uh, this Christ. film is a messy hodgepodge. Nine movies. Nine movies. This film is a messy hodgepodge of failed attempts at explaining, cleaning up, or continuing the backstories of our main uh, main man, Tobin Bell, and his apprentices, apprentices, while relegating the primary draw for these movies to the second, or possibly even, in this case, the third storyline. Because I show up for a Saw movie to see the people that are actually stuck in the game. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't show up to a Saw movie looking for the detectives trying to hunt down each other and not, not even Jigsaw. Not yeah. into it. Don't care. Um, so that's how I feel about it. So I'm going to give this heaping pile of off-screen viscera, which is yet another problem I have with this movie because a lot of this stuff happens off-screen. Yeah. Um, and you see, like, the aftermath. So I, I had mentioned off off podcast that I, that I specifically watched the unrated version of this film. <laughs> yeah. And there's this website that I use that compares... Literally down to the to the timestamp of the differences between whatever the unrated version is or the director's cut or What's whatever the it website is. Called? Um, I can't. It's always okay. something that appears up in Google whenever okay. I Google it. I can't remember what it is. It's really basic HTML website mm-hmm. of just some some guy who's just a movie enthusiast. He's a, he's, yeah, um, nerd. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's just a gigantic nerd. But it's always <laughs> it, like the majority of the films on his catalog are horror films or like like old westerns or like fucking you know it, anyways that's that yeah. doesn't matter um but but yeah the the, the time stands for the unrated version of this film were like two seconds additional blood spray mm-hmm. four seconds you see a bone break that you don't see in the other one you know in the in the theatrical release or whatever is it difference between maybe let me see yes okay. yes difference between uh difference between dot net yeah oh it's a dot net yeah, yeah. Nice. um but here we are criticizing this film and everything that it's done because it's a bad movie. But it is the second most successful horror franchise of all time, only beaten out by Alien. No, fuck you. It's only it's, beaten out by as Alien. As a whole, it's garnered over a billion dollars. But I, I don't think I, I don't think that's true anymore though because Paranor- not uh, the Conjuring, the Conjuring franchise. This is all. This is all according to um, uh, IMDb, and The Conjuring and the most recent Halloweens are not on this list. Okay. So there's possibility yeah, that isn't exactly. true anymore. But uh, but still, that puts it well, in the top five, even if you include those two series. So this this list was created in 2016. So there is a possibility yeah. that a lot has shifted. But it's still up there, regardless. Yeah, top five. But there used but, to be that thing though with Saw, which I feel like. Every Halloween, right? Like the yeah, week before excited. Halloween, they would you would get super pumped and you would go out and they would come out with a new Saw movie and you would go and watch it. So even yeah. if it wasn't that good, it was just like what you did, mm-hmm. you know. So, it, but but it, no, The Conjuring is actually on this list. Oh no, shit! Number eight. Yeah, well, so, so the I, wonder if that's, that's I wonder if that's like the main Conjuring films the con- and not the offshoots. Uh, uh, this has three of them. Which ones? In this list. So the first three Conjuring movies are on But that doesn't include list. the Annabelle movies then. Yeah. yeah or the Nun movies. Or the Nun movies. Yeah. If you look at that entire franchise as a whole. Yes. So the top five are Friday the 13th at $380 million, uh, And that includes all 12 films. Okay. Uh, Paranormal Activity at mm-hmm. number four uh, for $401 million. Mm-hmm. Jaws, which... <laughs> Five films, four hundred and eight million. We could have watched Jaws five. Uh, we could have watched Jaws five. 
I don't think that would have been any better. I'm just going to that up. So, yeah, the number two is, is Saw at $415 million for seven films. So this is before Jigsaw and Spiral. Spiral. And then number one is Alien at $515 million with seven Fuck films. off. That's amazing. So, so there's that. The highest grossing film, by the way, in Alien is Prometheus. So go fuck yourself. Oh my god! <laughs> so there's a lot of pretentious people running around <laughs> pretending like that's a good movie. But according to, according to box office returns, Saw yep. Two was the height of the of, yep. of the series at 87 million being yeah. brought in. I believe, and it. we're talking a series that literally could pump out a new movie every year mm-hmm. for a budget of under fucking 10 million dollars. Yep. Uh, but that's just you know that's just U.S. So worldwide, mm-hmm. this entire franchise mm-hmm. is over a billion dollars. Oh yeah, okay, easily. I'm yeah. sure worldwide. Okay. But yeah, worldwide or at U.S. and Canada, it's four hundred and seventy-seven million. Huh. Yeah. So we we can we can poo-poo the franchise for all we want all we want to after Saw Three, right? Because mm-hmm. I think collectively all of us are in agreement that everything after Three kind of sucked ass. But these movies brought in a shitload of money. Yeah. I mean, I've seen them all. I did, did I go to see them in the theaters? More of them than I think I should have. Yeah. <laughs> I spent I, money. I can say I've seen every single one in theaters except for Spiral. Yeah. So starting with Saw yeah. 4, they all did better. Actually, no. Starting with Saw 3, they all did better overseas than they did in the U.S. Okay. I well, can see that. I feel like people look at that like, this is a very quintessential American <laughs> <laughs> but then on top of that, right, so we had amazing box office returns for this, and then this, along with Hostel, mm. created the torture porn torture genre. Yeah, yep. it, is, it is iconic. So it's interesting that, like, we're opening up our talks, our first ever talks about the Saw franchise on this podcast with on one it. of the worst <laughs> yeah. films in the series. Yeah, yeah. fair. Um, at some point, we will revisit the first one. Yeah, of I, course. I mean, somewhere down the road, I think. Yeah, we absolutely should kind of talk about some of the other ones because um, we've done Hostel. No. Yeah, we have. Have we, we done? Yeah, I think we did. Yeah, I we think did. we did the first Hostel. Yeah, yeah, we did. We did. Yeah. Why do I never remember the movies that we do? <laughs> I don't think we've done Hostel too, but I, I'm pretty sure we did the first one. I don't remember that. Um. Again, the only reason I remember is the uh, iron in the eye. <laughs> Yeah, because we talked right. about the special effects with the with yeah. the eyeball. Yeah, yeah, um, and and the ankle scene. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah, you're right. Yep, yeah. yep, yep. Um, so, and how it wasn't actually a real place. It's an <laughs> it's an awkward opening. <laughs> for this one, yeah, for for us to introduce Saul to the oh, podcast yeah. with I, with this film. But it is a franchise that, for some reason, continues to be one of those things. And, you know, we talked about We say how how much we disliked all the films for and above. Mm-hmm. But when we got got talk of Chris Rock and Samuel Jackson we're being, pumped. we were pretty hyped pumped. for it. And I think that's why it keeps, it's one of those franchises that no matter how we keep getting abused and disappointed by the fucking yeah. the consecutive releases... It's got some sort of, and I think it's because of the of the goodwill that the first three brought on to everybody yeah. mm-hmm. that we had never seen anything like this before. It had been it, it, this and Hostel were the were some of the, the or I can't remember more this Hostel and fucking um, uh, um, the Hills Have Eyes remake. Uh, yeah, those stand out to me as some of the most hardcore yeah. R rated films I've mm-hmm. ever seen in theaters. Yeah. Those movies, just like I saw, I remember the night when I went to go see them. I remember walking out yep. of the theater and being stunned that the MPAA allowed that kind yep. of shit to be on the it big screen. It was shocking. 
and and just being blown away by it. I took my mom to see Saw 1. <laughs> yeah. But I saw Saw 1 by myself and then I was like, my mom, we got to go see this movie. Mom's got to see this. <laughs> she was a big Dan- she was a big uh, uh Danny Glover fan. Oh. Um <laughs> Because she loved Lethal, lethal Weapon. Everybody's movies. a big Sandy Glover yeah, fan. He was like that. He was like, he was like the, I mean, the Lethal Weapon and Predator and like, you know, some of the other stuff like. Mom, hey, Danny, mom, we need you to come back for Saw 5. I'm too old for this shit. My mom watched he movies was busy. that she wouldn't be caught dead watching just because Danny Glover was involved. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> All right. I think, she, I think she actually had a low-key crush on Danny Glover. I mean, I get it. He's, um, a, he's a handsome man. But this movie is per- terrible. Yes. It's terrible. It's I don't awful. know how else to say it's it. It's awful. Do we have an established what we're giving giving this out of? No, I have no ratings? idea. I have no idea what we're rating. I have this one out question of. though before we before we give it a score. Okay, just a question for the for the peanut gallery. If you were in a Saw movie, mm-hmm. do you think? Okay, first situation. Do you think that you could do the thing that he's asking you to do and survive? If it's a life Tob- or death situation. Oh no, no. Here's my well, question: Is it Tobin Bell or is it one of his apprentices? If it's Tobin Bell, no, I'm dead. You're dead. dead. His are pretty extreme. His are extreme. Okay. Because his actually require you to sacrifice a part of yourself to survive. Yes. These? You're just crushing your hands. These are just fucking riddles. Yeah. If you can solve the riddle, you're fine. That's true. I don't like riddles. It kind of reminds me of like a very intense escape room. And that's the thing. This is literally (laughs) just a violent escape room. Yeah. Right. Okay. I don't think that I Like if you're telling me that I could get a key to get the thing off my neck so that it doesn't decapitate me. I could get a key to open up one out of five fucking little porticos to crawl into and wait for a bomb to explode. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I could figure out how to connect a circuit around a bathtub where the cables are too short, um, and the only thing I'm going to have to do is sacrifice potentially a part of my arm or just make someone else just like two hands in. Um, yeah, I could probably get through this this well, this series. It's, I could not get through like the Saren house. There, uh-huh. There's no way I'm getting through that one. So, all right, it would depend on three things for me. Okay, one, one, what is what part of myself is it requiring me to sacrifice? Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, so, for instance, you know, if it's if it's like the love handle scene where the fat guy has to cut uh, off yeah. like bits of his stomach to get through, I could probably force myself through that. Okay. I don't really, and please, this nope. is an awkward thing to say around you, but I can't live without my hands. Um, <laughs> I genuinely like. I, like it if, would be very hard to have hands and then all of a sudden not have hands. That's true, yeah. yeah, well, it's, that's a I, pretty I big change. That. I've grown accustomed to them, <laughs> and I really don't want to imagine a life without them. So if it's something something like where I have to crush my hands or something, I'd probably just nope the fuck out of there and be like, just just do your worst. Bring it on, man. I'm dead. You think fuck. so? You don't want yeah. your hands crushed? I don't. I don't. I don't. It, see, that's the thing. Is like I, I don't know that I would be willing to lose a limb. If it was going to say, hey, cut off a love handle, yeah, I could probably what force myself a, What about it. a foot? Yeah, what if you had to saw off your foot? <laughs> Maybe. I feel like it'd be easier to have a no foot. Yeah, it would be easier to function without a foot, because especially with, with prosthetics. prosthetics the way they are these days. And I feel like if you were supposed if 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 the saw traps, if the jigsaw traps were as big of a thing as they are in these movies, right? Like everybody knows who the jigsaw killer is. is. Like there is probably like a fund out there 
that of people that <laughs> would donate true. to, yeah. to, 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 to help you get an appendage. You'd get right? the yeah, like best. GoFundMe comes yeah, out. people the would. Best people would, would. GoFundMe. Would, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like you'd be all and between that and the the, the news, news appearances, yeah. appearances and all, mm-hmm. you would recuperate and be able to afford yourself a Although, really great pros- prosthetic. The people that that go there is because usually that they've done something very right. bad. But it's like it's it's like it would be like the million. You remember that book, Million Little Pieces, that came out? Yeah. That that eventually got revealed to be a fake. Yeah. So it would. It, everybody felt sorry Oprah's for this. Book club of yeah, 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 yeah. The, yeah, the, yeah. the author of that obviously was a terrible person for for making it all up. But right. if you actually read that book, which so I did, sad. it it's not that it does not put paint that person in a good light. You're like, right. Yeah. Like it's it's just it's not, like yes, it's a story of addiction and all this mm-hmm. other stuff, but the person. Paints themselves as a genuinely terrible human being throughout the course of that. And I think people love more than anything a redemption redemption story. story. And if you turn around and are just like, yeah, I fucked up. I I did this. But but I I learned, you know, he Mm -hmm. he taught me, you know, I value my life again. The biggest thing that I took away from this trap was that the power of life is, is, you know, Mm -hmm. if you came out with some corny shit like that, people (laughs) you'd be all over the Today Show, dude. You'd have appearances all over the Mm -hmm. place and people would eat it up. And yeah, the, the, the public for at least a little while you would be in the spotlight more than you had ever been in your entire life yeah. and you would get praise left and right and then on top of that you would probably receive a lot of help and money in hands if 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 a whole bunch of people are willing to donate to that the 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 what the fuck's his name the the piece of shit who showed up with an ar in the middle of a fucking uh kyle rittenhouse if a whole the bunch right, of people right, were right. willing to d- donate to his defense dude how much money did the potato yeah. salad kid make what potato salad you kid? don't remember the potato salad kid no there was a dude that started a GoFundMe uh, or like a Kickstarter or something. Okay. To make a potato salad, and he got like three hundred thousand dollars. Okay. Um. Yeah. People are willing to throw their their money at really stupid shit. You're right. <laughs> like I feel like you'd walk out on top of this if you could make it out. But yeah, if you ask, if you maybe more think about it, yes, a leg, yes, but a hand, absolutely not. Mm. So you'd rather die than not have hands. I would absolutely rather die. <laughs> okay. And and like honestly, like. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you don't want people spoon feeding you soup? <laughs> you know what? So you'd rather never see your child again because you don't have hands? Yes. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. He raised more than $50,000 on Kickstarter to make a bowl of potato salad. Yeah, I really, I, out of everything on my body, I think I value my hands the most. More than your dick? Yes. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. I would. It would be a very tough decision <laughs> if my balls were what had to go or my penis is what had to go. Uh, the tittles and bits, but but also it was just like a couple of fingers. Oh, that I which know. ones? Pinkies? Yeah, I'm in. Nah, like rings, thumbs, and the, the L. Like, what if you had to lose these two fingers on one hand? You're banging what fingers. If, what if you Your had to go bang like bangs. no? What if you had to go like yeah, medieval? Yeah, finger bang bang or like medieval bangs. English I've archer? Got enough dexterity in these two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, How do you go to finger bang? Finger yeah, bang, I feel like I feel like that's what your other hand is for. I feel like you I'm not saying you have to lose those oh, fingers on, on both hands. On just one hand. On just one just hand. One hand. <laughs> These two fingers on one hand. That's my clicking finger. All right, if it's on my left oh hand, my I'm in. Oh, my God. Fine. If it's on my left <laughs> hand, I'm in. Again, you can just click with these guys. Yeah, just click with your other fingers. You'll learn. Yeah, you'll, you it feels do. weird now. You do It feels learn. weird now, but you'll you learn. You will learn. Oh, he's like, <laughs> you figure it out. Isn't there a guy who plays guitar with one hand? Yes. Probably. Yeah. He's I've, like familiar. Oh, I've seen him in There's a prodigy that does something for that defeats every fucking logical goddamn thing. You learn. You learn. But I'm not one of those. You might be, but you <laughs> no, just you don't know. I'm just a when, smug piece of shit, dude. When, like. when faced with no other option, you're forced to learn. Uh, but there's a, there's probably a lot that I'd be willing to do 
as long as it doesn't involve my hands. And I really okay. hope that some serial killer who's planning out a series of games oh, is listening yeah. to this podcast right so now. I'm, I'm here to get to, him. Uh, before Alex even answers the question about whether or not she would get through one of these rooms, I'm just going to go out on a very, 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 very thick, secure limb here and say, out of the three of us, Alex makes it the furthest. Hands down, no problem. Yeah, I would definitely make it. What's the piece of your body that you'd be least willing to sacrifice? I don't already have hands. I'm fine. <laughs> Right, but is there is nope. there's got my head. Your head wall. <laughs> you I can't, can't do, do anything without your head, right? I'm, Unless I, you put me in a glass jar. Yeah, I don't care. Take whatever. Yeah? I don't want to die. And I'm good and I have I'm also spiteful. You're not gonna mm. you're not gonna you're not gonna kill That's me. That's the key. That's the thing. Alex, if 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 we you're were in the situation try to kill me? Yeah. If we're in the situation in this opening room. I'm the first one to die. My head's getting lopped off. Yeah. Because Alex would be like, no, fuck you guys. I'm surviving, but you're twice her size. So you're going to just be like, well, fuck you. And you're going to go first and grab that key. And my head's just gone. But see, I also, no. I also listen to instructions. I feel like I'd be trying to tell these people like, uh, he ain't going to listen. I feel like, no. But I feel, no, 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 no. I feel like out of the three of us, I'd be the least likely to sacrifice one of you guys to continue forward. That's okay. true. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I would I would do everything I think in my capacity to try to get all of us out what of if it you together. Didn't, what if you didn't know us though? Because okay, these are I, strangers to each other. But still, I I just feel like I, I'm not really like like I talk a lot a big game right. But I'm gen, I genuinely don't want like anybody ever to be hurt. Right. Like yeah, I, you just I, want I to don't. super glue their toes together. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's another <laughs> that's another matter. You can you can dissolve that with high enough fucking rubbing alcohol. Just okay. <laughs> If I think that that's see, I feel like I would have listened to the instructions and been like, I feel like we need to work together. Yeah. But if the actual point, if this was more like a Squid Games type of thing, and I don't know these people, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> dead, dead. You're all yeah. dead. Yeah. But you two, that's different. That's yeah. true. But if they're strangers, you're all dead. You're all dead to me. So uh, what are we rating this out of? I have no idea. Um, uh, pitting the pendulums. <laughs> How many uh, dead Nazis are we rating this out of? Sure. How many? Uh, um, How about, oh, um, oh, 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 convoluted, convoluted story arcs are we giving? Okay. Us? Oh my god. There go. <laughs> How many flashbacks out of five? How many flashbacks out of five? I like it. I'm gonna go two. Okay. Two. All right. I'm giving this a very, very reasonable one and a quarter. Okay. Okay. Uh, I am also giving it a two. Uh, I am surprised. I'm. I'm surprised that. Uh, I, I I just have love a little bit for the franchise that I don't think I could give it anything lower than a two. But it ends up with what I think it should actually a 1. earn a one point seven five. Yeah. That's respectable for this movie. Yes, I think that's generous. You think it's generous? I think, I think it's generous. <laughs> I think anything higher than a one and a half. <laughs> because it was it was one of those like half of I, this movie was already fucking filmed. But yeah, but we gave Garbage Day. <laughs> we gave Silent Night, Deadly Night 2 a higher score than 1.75. Because of Garbage Day. Yeah. <laughs> this movie did not have a Garbage Day moment. That's true. There wasn't That's a Garbage true. Day All of the trash is just strewn on the floor with that dead Nazi's guts. Yeah, that was cool getting seeing him have his little That's true. It always stomach. makes me feel good to see a Nazi get cut in half. Yeah, I love that. And yeah, I, I did like the, uh, the other kill that we were just talking about that was pretty good. That was the only other gnarly one. We were literally just talking about it. The saw hand thing, or the guy getting smushed. No, oh. yeah, the saw hand thing was better. the saw hand thing was was better. Yeah, when we left, left oh. that was one of that was one of the. Oh, apparently, yeah. there were three additional seconds of that of that <laughs> hand just flopping around. Oh, the floppy hand with like the just the yeah with the saw. Well, I also don't 
understand like why they had to keep pushing. Like I don't know. Yeah, just, you'd get a probably reasonable amount of blood if you just, just got with like, your hands. like three quarters of the and way through the you hand. Just went right through your. Well, they turned they, 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 so they had tourniquets wrapped around their arm. Yeah, ready to go. yeah. like that's the suicide slit right there. Yeah, because yeah. they're just like as soon as we're done, just pull that as it tight almost, as you can. It almost right. seems right. like in the scene, like the hand was getting forced deeper down into. So I think it was because there was there was a shot of the box where there's like these spikes or claws or something in it. Okay. On the top, so you couldn't pull your hand back out. Okay. And I was um, just pulling your and, hand in. And I said, so, but the way the blade was spinning, I think it also just pulled just your hand. Just pushed the hand. hand. It's, like okay. a, it's just like a table saw. I mean, yeah. it's just going to keep pulling through pulling, whatever. Yeah. Catching yeah. on the skin and the mm-hmm. tendons and if moving you, the if hand. If you forward. talk to anybody who has ever witnessed a really bad saw injury those things get gummed up yeah they get they get clogged up real fast apparently with with all they would never yeah well and they don't even go with a drop of blood those things will stop yeah they stop they stop pretty instantly my father-in-law lost his fingers on a saw really Mm -hmm. did he walk around hating the rest of his life (laughs) no he was i think it was i can't i can't finger banging no it wasn't his banging fingers it was his (laughs) these two I don't have So partially, partially banging Partial. fingers. I mean, some people use these banging yeah, fingers. Yeah, I've gone in there with, with, with the ring in the yeah. middle. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> take that ring off first. I don't want to about my finger. Okay. Gets tired. Can we stop talking about my but father? But the middle finger, banging. for some reason, can go longer than my it's index finger. But you fingers. also don't want to just go with the ring finger. The, yeah, yeah. The yeah, dexterity. You, you need another one to move yeah. it with. Have you ever just tried to move your ring finger on its own? It's very tough. This is why I need my hands. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that wraps it up. So we got 1.75 for yeah. this. this for this, this god-awful Saw film. Yeah. Uh, which enough. apparently has sparked a rabid... Uh, <laughs> want for all of us collectively lose? to sit down and watch all the songs. If anything, it out, did do that. And figure out whether or not you would be willing to lose your banging fingers. Truth, truth. So, <laughs> right, you know, you know, another thing that I'd like to hear is is uh, um, what's your favorite trap out of the Saw films? Oh, that's a great out one. Out of all of them? Yeah. We're all the ones I've seen, at least. Uh, Fat Man Barbed Wire. Fat Man Barbed Wire is good, but... I had, Razor Blades. See, I don't feel like there was ever a way out of that one. There was, though. Yeah, he could he get had through it. He had to cut the pieces of his fat yeah, he, just, he just had to get through it. Uh, don't be so fat, fat no, ass. Was, uh, the... 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 Uh, the Jesus Christ yeah, 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 the, the twisty Jesus one. Christ the twisted one. I'd also... We can revisit that question, too, because I, I would or the like to, re- trap. to or the rewatch the trap in the second oh, one. that was good. That was a good one, too. It's, it's been a minute. I'd have to rewatch. But at the top of my top of my head, I think... Fat man in the Fat Man in the Little Cage. Fat Man in the Little Cage. <laughs> or or in Saw Seven where they're all out on display in that public uh uh, the shopping center. They're all in like the open, the open shopping center, yeah. and all, all of them are out there, and they have to like cut pieces of themselves off, like yep. in front of everybody publicly. That I mean, was a ba- Amanda's yeah. bear, bear trap. The one. bear trap one yeah, was good too. Yeah, that's the iconic one. Oh, yeah, that's an iconic one. It's a really good one. It is um, a good one. Oh God. Ah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that wouldn't feel good. Yeah, that wouldn't feel good. Because like we we've seen that in other movies where like their head gets like ripped in half. Yeah. from the jaw. That's a just, good, those like, are good ones. That's somebody doing it with their bare hands. Granted, they're like monsters or whatever, like right. crazy, super, super strong. Yeah. Um, but like a bear trap, like that thing's just gonna like snap off, and like the top half of your head's just gonna go like yeah, flying across the room. Yeah. That'd be a good way to go. Quick, that would be a good way to go. Quick, gnarly. Yeah. Yeah. Your yeah. family could get a go find. <laughs> <laughs> For you, yeah, in yeah. your death. Uh, so now on to uh, the eulogy and housekeeping. Uh, Alex, you got anything to say this week for the eulogy? Mm, no. I kind of already said mine, which was just don't don't sleep on on oh, watching right. Advent yeah. Calendar on uh, the shutter. Another one to not sleep on. This is mine. 
Uh, it's not really a horror movie. Uh, it's not a horror movie at all. Uh, but Pig, Nicolas Cage's film uh, from earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. Um, really, really good. Okay. Um, the only thing I really didn't like about it was some of the camera work because it was just like hand cam, shaky uh, cam shaky. kind of stuff. So it made me like a little like, you know, what's, points. you know what's been kind of uh, irking me? But that movie, me. that movie's depressing as fuck. I yeah. love a depressing movie. Uh, you know what's been kind of irking me? So like we have, we, you get these hand cam scenes now in modern mm-hmm. films, but all of them have the camera stabilizers on them. Mm-hmm. And I actually find myself getting more nauseous yeah. with the camera stabilizer. Yeah, with the camera yeah. stabilizer on there when when they're trying to do those shaky scenes. Maybe you're just getting old. I think I am just getting old. Honestly, the more that comes out of my mouth on the podcast, the more I realize that I'm just getting old. <laughs> actually, I do have something to say. It's not really like a eulogy, but what do you guys think about the new Matrix movie? I'm fucking hyped. Right? Okay. Are you? Oh my god! I yeah. Did yeah. you see hmm. the glitch in the Matrix trailer? I did. Oh man, it looks so good. Yeah, it yeah. does. The way the way they were putting like the new scenes against the old scenes. Mm-hmm. So, so they're also putting old. <laughs> Parts of the movie. So the only thing, and so like we talked about this, uh, we talked about this on Ernie's podcast okay. on Thursday, um, and I, I asked the question, and it, it, it works. Uh, the question probably works better here because we actually talked about the movie. Mm-hmm. The only thing I'm really concerned about is whether or not, because I can't imagine they're bringing this movie back just as like a one-off. They're they're spinning the franchise back up again, right? Is this movie going to fall into the same trap that Halloween 2018 did? Where mm-hmm. it's just an hour and forty-five minutes worth of fan service. Oh, fan service. No, I don't think so. Keanu would never. I think the one thing that has me most more excited about the Matrix movie than I probably would have been previously is because of the fact that he's been so good in John Wick, and we're in yeah. the middle of yep. this Keanu resurgence. Yep. He's only gotten better at gunplay. He's only gotten better in action sequences. I think yeah. he's only gotten better as an actor. Yeah, yeah, I think I think and he's on like he's just such a good dude that like I'll just, I'd be willing to support anything he does. Yes. Yeah. Um, because I genuinely believe that he's one of the last good people in Hollywood. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm hyped for it. I'm I'm a little. Um, I guess I'm reserved in the sense that like I want to go into it without super high expectations. Like I'm I'm excited. I yeah. want to go see it, but I want to go in with like my expectations a little bit in check because storyline my expectations are pretty low because I didn't like like the two or three two or three were bad, um, and it just got like worse the further you went in. Um, so storyline expectations are pretty low. Um, but I'm in it for the action sequences. It looks really good. Mm-hmm. This is one of those movies that like I'll actually pay. To see in theaters, even though it's going to be available on streaming yeah. at the same time, I'll it's pay a, to see it in theaters. This, 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 yeah, it's well, exactly it's, it's a movie theater movie. Well, this that time where I feel like where everyone has vacation for Christmas, anyways, because yeah. it comes out like right before Christmas, which yeah. is mm-hmm. a perfect time for it. We should go see it. We'll yeah. go see it. Um, what is is it? It's Lana Wachowski, right? That's directing it. Yeah. Okay. I don't think it's both of them. I think it's just Lana. I'd love to see. Yeah, I'd love to see a redemption for for them as director or for her as a director also. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why it's not both of them. Because I think one of them had some mental health things oh, okay. that were going on and, and couldn't commit to the project. Oh, okay. she directed Sense8. That was a great show. Um, Did you guys watch that? No, mm-hmm. but I heard good things. Oh, so good. So, uh, yeah, reserved, but, but excited. Okay. That, that's ultimately what, what I guess the takeaway would be. Um, you can follow us on social media like Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, all at Terra and Podnito. Uh, we've got a Discord community going. Um, with just us. Uh, but Is that yeah, one guy that spammed us a bunch? Yeah, I kicked him out. Um, <laughs> I was wondering what that was. I wasn't sure if you added a bot or something. No, that was, no, was, that was definitely somebody who got, who got... Discord hacks are apparently a very real thing. Right? Uh, okay. um, so uh, if you're interested in joining in on the fun <laughs> and you want to have uh, direct access to us, then come check out the podcast description for a link. Um, 
just come say hi. We'll, we'll be, you'll bring us more joy by just joining the Discord. Than, yeah, just join than anything the else you could possibly do. Just join the fucking Discord. Uh, you can follow us individually too. I'm Palmer at Sternforth. I'm Alex at Eight Looters. I'm Sam at Sam Heaves. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next week with a special guest uh, and a film that's hopefully more in tune with uh, what it's supposed to be, Final Destination 5, uh, as well as as Ernie from Joysticks Ma- Maverick. He's going to join us. Um, we're trying to make an effort to kind of get get some more variety on the podcast. See what yeah, we're different we're, people, we're, different different chatters. Yeah, we're playing we're playing with the formula, and Ernie's a good guy. He's very funny, so I think everybody will enjoy him. He's and, all right. <laughs> As always, Alex. Keep it creepy. We'll see you all next week. Yeah, boy. (laughs) Jesus Christ.